Welcome back to the Menace and the Man show. I'm drinking a therapy session IPA from uh, Great South Bay Brewery. Our good friends at Great South Bay. The Menace and the Man show is uh, back in the G Fuel. We're back at G Fuel headquarters. We're joined by uh, Blue Ice and Phaseberry here. The, uh, you know, the, one of the newer additions to the uh, G Fuel roster. They're RTD, ready to drink cans. And uh, I'm with Stan. How are you, Menace? Pretty good, man. We took a little break. We took a little holiday hiatus. I know. We, well, me- we meant to take one, maybe two weeks, and then it just turned into scheduling, not linking up. Yeah. Menace was a little busy with the holidays. Man, I tell you, I mean, what? You don't have children. What are the holidays like for you, Stan? Um, Nephew. Like, how much do you spend? Well, it depends. What's I, it depend on? I just have to. I only have to get for a few people. And you um, ball out on those few people, or if anyone I ball out on, I ball out on my godson. Like he'll get two or three gifts. What about your mom? Are you a mama's boy? Um, it depends. If you ask her, yeah, but no, not really. <laughs> not really. Uh, I mean, I guess my parents usually I'll get like lotto tickets or a gift card. Lotto or, ticket. Like how much money in lotto tickets? Uh hundred bucks. All right, that's a lot. Yeah, like I get them a lot. My mom actually won, so my mom won a good amount of money. So she's up. She's up. She's up. Wow. Yeah. So your gift went from a hundred to, uh, I believe she won four hundred. I don't know. I don't know. I know she won ninety on one of them, and they weren't all losers. Mm. So you know, I don't know the math. I'd have to ask her the exact particulars. And then my nephew, he's uh, my god, my other nephews are seven and three, so they were like action figures and uh, which is awesome, a board game. Do you remember like when you were younger and you would ask for action figures and you're like. You would only get like what, maybe three, and you're like, "Holy shit!" No, I was spoiled. I was... Like, Dad hooked it up. I got three. Well, now we. Prob- but now I'm older. I look at the price. I'm like, each action figure is like twelve dollars. I'm like, you, you were the mi- you were the middle child, right? <laughs> yeah. So how was that? AB was giving you guys all the same, or? Who well, got, who... well, so De- my older brother Dean's five years older than me, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in his own category. Really? Then me and Jay were two and a half years apart. We were in the same category. So me and Jay, we, were, we would get like shit like twins. We would get the same exact outfit, but in different colors. Like, oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> like a different size. I hated that. Like, exactly. Dude, like I was going to say, when you guys were like, oh, sick. It was like, yeah, sick. We got the well, same Well, the thing is, today. is like, like I said, Dean was in his own category. So it wasn't like when Dean was getting things, I was getting them. Or when Dean was able to do things, I was able to do them. But for Jay... When I got things or was able to do things, Jay was allowed to, too. So he got, like, a two-year advance and was doing things that I had to wait to do. Yeah. Like, you fucker. Yeah, but you, I, that's how it is. I have, like, there was the three Bermudas boys. I have the three Scalise boys are my nephews. I actually, my sister, on December 13th, Dennis Bermudez Day. Yep, great day. My sister had her daughter. That's yeah, going to be, she's going to be a great. She's probably going to be a supermodel or something. Right? Yeah, she's a winner right off the bat. She's, she's probably going to be like Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> the white Oprah, yeah. the white Oprah, yeah. and uh, what do you think my sister and brother-in-law named her? Denise. <laughs> no, oh man, why didn't I come up with that one? That's what they should have named her. They had like all these stupid names in play. You know how is it Scarlet? 
No, but that was like I think a stupid. That was almost my name if I was a girl. My Scarlet. mom wanted to name me Scarlet, but they had like um, Madison, Sutton, Meadow. Like these are the names they were playing with. Okay, and then they settled on Winter. There's a song about like a girl named Winter. Yeah. Yes. Someone came over around the holidays and played this song, and we were all like, "Oh shit!" There's a song about a girl named Winter. So I guess people name their kid Winter. I don't know. Winter. Winter. Did it have anything to do with? Well, the thing is, is like technically, December thirteenth is not winter. When's winter start? December twenty first. Really? Yeah. Okay, so that's <laughs> I gotta throw some shade at them for that. Yeah, like your name should actually be Autumn. Is that what you guys were? Uh, is it Autumn? Fall. Fall is Autumn. Fall is Autumn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Venice Bermudez with the big brain over here. So yeah, we haven't had an episode. I actually just learned that this year. Really? Yeah. Actually, like. Why did you just throw shade on yourself? You should have been like. Well, yeah, I'm being honest. Known that my whole life. I'm being honest. I learned that like I don't know. Probably like a week before my birthday, before Dennis Bermuda's day, the third, the third Dennis Bermuda's day. And we just passed Dennis Bermuda's day. We haven't had a show since Dennis Bermuda's day. I know. Day. I mean, do you think? Do you think we haven't had a show? I, yo, I did really good. With what? Dennis Bermuda's day. I thought it was gonna be like just a slop fest for me. Oh, you're saying drinking wise? Yeah. Really well, good. no, I like, I, like I was at work and they're like, they noticed I was. Drinking an obscene amount of water. I'm like, listen, man, I'm pre-gaming. You pre-gamed hard with water for yeah. Dennis Bermuda's day. Yeah. And then, yeah, just the shots started flowing. You know who was the MVP, if you will, of Dennis Bermuda's day is your boy Anthony. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anthony Finero. Drinking-wise. Drinking-wise. Yeah. Like, he was just tossing him back. And then... Um, like, I showed up, and you, he was like, shots! And he had already finished like yeah. You three showed shots. up. You showed up at like the time when shit was going up for Anthony. Like he was on the roller coaster going up, and he was like, um, "Who needs a round of shots?" We did a round of shots, and he was like, "Let's do another round of shots." And then we did that round of shots. Then you walked in. Then he was like, "Let's do another round of shots." Yeah. And then by the end of the night, he was sitting on. So the Anthony wall. is one of the guys I work with. Uh, at work, and uh, yeah, I got there, and I was just like. You're you're headed there, huh, bud? <laughs> it's it's uh, seven o'clock, and you're you're going to aerospace, huh? Yeah, he was going hard. Wow, good for him. Yeah, he had a lot of fun. I think everyone had fun for Dennis Bermuda's day. Yeah, Jesse Jansen came. The Jesse Jansen. The Jesse out. Jansen, NCAA champion. Jesse Jansen came all the way from Manhattan. Uh, well, he oh yeah, he lives in Manhattan now. To to Babylon and. Uh, and I obviously had heard of Jesse Jansen. We had him on the show. He seemed like yeah. a super cool guy. I know he runs Beat the Streets. Always heard everyone sing his praises. And then finally meeting him. Yeah. One of the coolest fucking guys. He's one met. of those guys that uh, people talk about him. And like, you know, you've you've heard people talk about someone. Then you meet him. You're like, eh, I, mean, he's, I mean, he's not all that. Jesse Jansen doesn't even really do or say much. But you're like, I get it. Yeah. One as soon percent. as he walks in, you're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. One yep. million percent. One million percent. Good looking dude. Yeah. Can hang out. He's very chill. He wears very like, professional. He he we- dresses professional. Like he almost yeah. overdresses for a bar crawl. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think or he, that's he was probably he, it was on a Friday. He was probably coming from work. That's just maybe. How, that's just how he. No, I think that's just how he dresses. Yeah. He's just a well. Well, I mean, I don't think he was too. You know. We've heard Ben Askren. 
a lot of uh, high-level wrestlers knew who he was. The only one who didn't know who he was was Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen thought he was a girl. You remember that? No. Oh, that's because right, the guy we had on right before the chin. Oh. We were like, Jesse Jansen. He was like, no, nah, I never heard of her. And we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's actually yeah, the, yeah. the studliest fucking man you'll ever meet. Yeah. But. Wild. Yeah. So then we missed um, Dennis Bermuda's day talking about that. And then on top of that, we missed um, that whole UFC. Your, oh, uh, your, I called it. Your old buddy, Kamaru Usman. Kamaru held it down. I called that. Yes. I, I mean, I was, wasn't was really sure. And then I called. I mean, I wanted Max Holloway to win just because it makes me look better. Yeah. <laughs> and Max is a really stand-up guy. I think he's good for the sport. He's good for, you know. Uh, but uh, I hang on. I don't think it's over between those two. No. I think Max can do some homework and come back, and it, it could be a totally different fight. Like even we've seen now. Did Vol- who did Volkanovski beat? Did Volkanovski beat Jimmy Rivera? I forget. No, it was two different weight classes. No, that's oh yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. all right that's one thirty five. Who who's the one who beat up Jimmy Rivera? Oh Peter Yan, I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah, I'm confused yeah. too. Those two train together. Yes, that's why I'm at confused. At Tiger Muay Thai with the Hickman Bros. Yes, I'm working on. I would like to get Peter Yan even. I'm working on Volkanovski as well, but I would like to get Peter Yan on the show. I hit up George Hickman and was like, "Does Peter Yan speak English?" And he was like, "Not really," okay. but. He always has someone around him who could translate. Okay. So he might be our first international guest. Okay. I mean, because we do video, that could be a a cool segment. Yeah. Well, at some point, we have to go international in that sense. What we do is we've gotten Brazilians who speak English. So let's just get somebody to fucking translate Peter Jan a little bit. And then we're working on Volkanovski. We'll hopefully get him on the show. And we'll try and get Korean Zombie. Yes, I could actually probably... He doesn't speak English though either, apparently. I know, but you'd have to get a translator. Yeah, I I don't know if Cap if Eric Albarison speaks. How does he communicate with Korean Zombie? He must speak all those languages. He was in his corner this past he, fight. He right? worked with him, I think, the last two or three camps. And I was like, oh man, that was so Korean Zombie winning made me. I was like, okay, me and Frankie, oh. me and Frankie Edgar in the same, we're in that same pool. Oh, that was a tough one to well, watch. Well, no, because Frankie Yeager is a legend. Yeah, that was a tough one to watch if you're a Frankie Yeager fan. He was getting pummeled around the cage. And just. Did I? Oh, my God. So I'm watching that fight, and I'm like, wow, the ref g- gave Frankie multiple way chances. More, way more chances than they gave to him. To fight back. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, man. Some yeah. people, you know, will say that, hey, it probably would have went the same way as Frankie Yeager. But. I'm gonna the guy that's in there taking it. That's what I want. Yeah, give me that chance. Well, even that. I mean, Usman was in trouble. I mean, uh, not Usman. Covington Fra- was in trouble. Usman had him in trouble in that fight, and Goddard stopped that fight. Yeah. So there's some controversy. So on the contrary, listen, Usman's my man. I think he would have won that fight with that knockdown and how that was going. However, I thought that was an early stoppage. Yeah. Well, it's funny too. That was Goddard. Did. We talked to Sam Alvey that one time, and he said, "Oh, he was the he was the Mark Goddard was the referee." Ooh. And I've seen a few fights with that, but then I've also seen one or two times where Mark Goddard let the fight go a little bit. I, th- I think what happens sometimes with refs is they let it go too far one time, and they get fucking crushed, and they're like, "Okay, 
I'll never let that happen again. Yeah. That's probably what happened. He probably let I a wonder, fight go too far with like, you son of a bitch. Who was the referee in Korean Zombie versus Frankie Edgar? Was it Herb Dean? I feel like it might have been Goddard. Refer. I can't spell referee right now. Referee. But man, it was a heartbreaking fight. Now, to see as hang a on. Edgar so fan. I love Frankie Edgar. I'm just I'm playing. Compare and contrast just because I re- I look up to the guy, but I was doing better against Korean Zombie before I got caught before fr- than Frank Yeager was before he got caught. Yeah, you had Frank, you had Zombie, you turned Zombie into the Zombie, yeah, like exactly. you put him on Zombie well by rocking him with a right hand. But yeah, I think uh, I 100% watching that fight, I was like, man, they definitely gave Edgar that little what? bit more slack. What do you think is next? For Frank Yeager. He's 39. Is he that old? It's unfortunate. Is he? I think so, dude. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Herb Dean. No, it wasn't Herb Dean. Who the fuck was it? That's just a replay of that. How old is Frankie? 37? Let me see. Let me see. He's up there. I know that. I, I want to say 36. He could be, which, I mean. But he, um. At that weight, weight class, that's kind of old. Ooh, 38. So he's 38. old. 38. And even before this, like, he took the Korean zombie fight on short notice. He was about to fight Cody or Corey Sanhagen at 135 in January, and he jumped. Oh, right. He, he backed out of that fight and jumped a month ahead to fight uh, Korean zombie, which is a tough fight. Like, which I was hype about, man. I was like, I think Frankie could do it. Yeah. But I think once the fight started, too, and you saw how big zombie was, it almost seemed like just the size. And I felt... I don't, Green Zombies, he's got pretty good takedown defense. Because I remember watching Frankie shoot, and and Korean Zombies kind of just shrugging him off, kind of like he did to me, where I came up kind of striking, which is what Frankie does, you know? Yeah. And then I, I and I remember watching that fight, like, man, you got to hit a penetration step to take down Korean Zombie to get him into real wrestling. You know what I'm saying? When you just fucking level change and try to grab a, you know, a kind of oh. running... Single, like you don't have to know too much. You just so gotta kind of one billion percent. Mark Goddard was the referee in Frankie Edgar versus Korean Zombie, so he went from stopping the Usman Covington fight a little bit too early to then being like, you know what, Frankie, just die in here. I'm gonna let you get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I think. Well, no, because the thing is, is I think you have to take into account as a referee. The fighter you're refereeing for. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. there are guys that get hit and never come back. And like, okay, when this guy gets hit, man, I might jump in a little early. Then there's guys like me and Frankie that get fucking clipped and they should be dead and come back and find a way to even win. Yeah. Not just like survive the round, but win. So the referee right there might have had like the Grey Maynard fight in mind. Probably. Like, probably like, one million percent. Yeah. yeah. This guy has almost died twice by, yeah. the, by the hands of Gray Maynard in the first round and came back to— dr- At a higher a, weight class. Get a draw and win one of, one of the fights. Yeah. But Zombie's a big—you've been in there with him. He seems like he's a big dude. He definitely seemed bigger than, than you. He was way bigger than Frank Yeager. <laughs> taller, longer. <laughs> yeah. Taller, longer, but dude— That's everyone at 145. Yeah. Right. Every single—but, like, it's—it's— it's, what did, I think I was wearing shorts. I wasn't wearing spandex in that one. When I wear a spandex, you're like, damn. Bermuda's got some quadzills. 
That's where my weight comes. It's like my quads and my core. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there next to people with these like fucking sick V's. Like, you know, broad shoulders with big backs and big chests and fucking big biceps. I'm like, how are we in the same weight class? I guess I have bigger organs. Yeah. Well, we always use Aljamain as one of those examples. Yeah. yeah like he's taller and he's fucking jacked, but. How much you bench, bro? <laughs> you probably squat more than Aljamain. Uh, I don't know. He might be even weird. Or you there, think he's uh, even freaky like that? Like I don't know. Crazy strong joints. I don't know. Well, we'll have to ask. Well, him. I'm like good in here. Like when I grab someone and use my body to, to like, I'm yet to grab a man within, I would say, 20 pounds of me that I'm just like, man. This guy's stronger than like, me. Like, no, no. I felt stronger, but like where I've just been like, ugh. Like oh like you've you've like like for example like big fat disgusting Pete like he grabs you and really tries to move you there's nothing you could do about it yeah big Pete you know how people um like cross face you to stop a takedown now I've grabbed guys within twenty pounds of me and been like yep I'm doing this doesn't matter what do you know how you cross face someone to stop a takedown right big feet cross faced me once and he put my tooth through my lip. With like, and I'm like, yo, I've been cross faced a thousand times, million times, and you just did it, and you put my tooth through. Did my you have a mouthpiece in? No. Well, then you deserved it. No, That's actually, I did. It was my bottom, my bottom, put it through my bottom. Uh. So yeah, it was just a weird circumstance. And Big Pete being a fucking a gorilla. Big fat, uh, disgusting Pete was a trainer at Long Island Strength and Performance, and which is located inside Long Island MMA. He made a cameo appearance at Dennis Bermuda's day. Yep, he came. He came to Dennis Bermuda's day. Uh, he also does shamans. He's a shaman. Yes, we want to get him in studio, see oh, if we yeah. can contact some ghosts one day. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm into it. I mean, that's what he does. That's what a shaman is, right? Yeah. So we were talking about Frankie Edgar. I'm sitting here looking at the screen. Ryan Hall calls out Jose Aldo and Frankie Edgar. Yeah, I don't get that one. Your boy, Ryan Hall. Fuck that guy. Now, what was that? Supposedly, he called me out, too. Yeah. Even though I called him out three times, and he said no. Yeah, he just wouldn't agree to And the, then the when he class. got the chance, he got a win. He you know, Bermudez is ducking me. Like, no. Who else did he put? He, Ricardo Lamas is ducking me. I doubt it. But uh, the reason why nobody would, want, would potentially want to fight you because you're a fucking boring fighter. Yeah. That's what it is. I can you see are that. a one-trick pony. But... You are, he's a goddamn Jedi with it. So it's a weird. He's a little, and his other skills are not like sound well-roundedness, but they're unorthodox well-roundedness. You know what I mean? Like he's got some tricky striking, but it's almost like when you're trying to not let him ashigari or roll into a leg lock is when he'll land. I think uh, Ryan Hall versus Aldo is an easier fight for Aldo than it is for Frankie Edgar. I think Aldo's probably better with the leg locks. Yeah, I don't think. Well, not I mean, better, not better than Ryan Hall. Right. Better than Edgar. I think. Yeah, I just think he would have better defense and recognize things quicker than Edgar. And with Ryan Hall, it's you know one second too late when you recognize it that oh you're fucked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the only guy who can lay on his back and wave someone in in MMA with like machismo. Well, maybe be like Gordon Ryan when he starts MMA or like Fabricio Verdun. Other than that, you kind of look like a bitch, I think. You know what oh. I mean? Oh. 
when you can't take someone down right. and you just lay on your back going, no, 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 come down here. It's like, nah, get up. I'm fucking you up on the feet. Get up. I don't. If I see Gordon Ryan do that, I'm like, yo, this is the wrong sport, homie. But I'm just giving – I'm. Not, he's not going to do it. I'm saying him as an example of someone who probably could. Well, no, Fabricio never lays down and calls people down. I think maybe he did it one time ever. I've seen him do it a few Usually times. Usually he gets rocked and he's down there smiling like, come on. Yeah. All right. I'll get, maybe it was when he got rocked. Yeah. But I've seen him do that. I know he did it to Fedor. Bro, that's another fight we missed while we were away before we jump into Pat. Um, Fedor versus uh, Rampage. Did yeah. you see that? I didn't see it. Oh, my God. Rampage looks fucking horrible. Well, I saw him like with a picture with his shirt off and I was like, have you just been drinking beer for? Yo, Ram- was it a heavyweight? Rampage looked worse than me. Rampage- was that a heavyweight? Yeah. Well, that's far fetched. No, it was not. You didn't see it. Rampage did not look good. Like his gut was like hanging over his shorts, right? He looked fucking like Homer. He looked like the black Homer Simpson. And he wasn't able to take Fedor's punches, so it wasn't like Homer when he was on the Sim- that episode where he was <laughs> right, able to take right, shots. Right. But literally looked. Like, it was just like, damn, Rampage. Do you even train for this? And then Fedor looked like old Fedor, but it was because he was against was against the. I saw someone. I saw a meme where someone put like the, like the old face filter on both of them. Mm-hmm. So it made him look like two grandpas fighting. It nah, Rampage is old. I think he's forty now. I know that, but it was just like a. Yeah. An, you know. So bef- real quick before we get to Pat, we talked a little holiday. We talked a little UFC two forty five. We talked a little Frank Yeager versus Korean Zombie. Who do you think, because I've seen a few debates over it, it came down to, I think, three or four guys at the peak. Who do you think was the fighter of the year for 2019? You want me to give Masvidal. you examples? You think it was Masvidal? Yeah. I would go with Ma- I could lean towards Masvidal, but then I also think Adesanya. So I've seen people almost across the board going with Masvidal. And then I also think you got to look at who he beat. His biggest win was Ben Askren. Like I no, think, but before that he beat. Who did he beat before Ben Askren? Uh, Darren Till, which was like Darren Till was like this, and he said, "Nah." Well, Darren Till was coming off a loss to oh, Woodley, and right. then the only yeah, re- but he fought for a title. But the only reason he got Woodley was because they were having problems getting uh, Covington to agree to the fight because of whatever. Nasal I understand surgery, that, but like Till at the time. When he beat him, was like, yo, is this the next, like, this guy's got potential. Yes. I remember, I think we talked about, like, I don't know, Darren Till versus. Oh, no, Darren Till is a stud. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But then I look at Adesanya's resume was just uh, Kelvin, Robert Whitaker, and I forget was the, I think the Silva fight might have been this year as well. But the thing, what I'm saying, like, I, hang on, I think the caliper is similar. Of guys they beat, but fucking Masvidal just, he, what's he called? He baptized three Yeah, people. baptized them. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I try to be a little indifferent in the pick. Oh, hang on. He didn't baptize Nate. So now I'm like, okay. He didn't baptize Nate. If he, he baptized Nate, indefinitely him. He was fucking Nate up. So, yeah, it was either uh, Henry Cejudo was making a case for it based off of who oh, he beat. that's right. Off of who he beat. And the fact that he saved 125, he beat Dillashaw, who was the champion. Then he beat the scariest guy in the division, who was on a knockout streak. So the right, same, right? 
<laughs> Man, yeah, those are the three. And I think you could obviously you can make a case for Patricio Pitbull as well in Bellator, but obviously it's, it's JV lower profile. Yeah, yeah. But then um, I think even Usman can make a case for it if you look at who he beat. Who did he beat again? He beat Woodley and won the title, and Woodley had been a dominant champion for a couple of years, and then Covington. Yeah. I'm actually gonna retract my statement and go Cejudo. And go Cejudo. Yep. Okay. Because the like the better athletes in the world at the upper weight classes don't fight. Mm-hmm. The lower weight guys, the best athletes in the world at those weights, probably fight, do fucking gymnastics, do uh, jujitsu. You're saying that fight high, or at, wrestle? You're saying at the higher weight classes? No, no, the lower weight classes. Because the lower, like a, a, a 125, a 135, 145 pound guy can't go, you know what? I'm going to go play in the NBA. I'm going to go be an NFL player. I, you, you, just, you just can't. I don't care how much of a freak you are. You just, you can't. At those weights, you just, it's impossible. So you're saying there might be better athletes out there that are doing other things. Right. They don't fight. Where Cejudo, you think, fought the two best fighters the, legitimately. No, no, Not fighters. Maybe athletes in at, the world. At his weight class. Yes. Okay. It's a tough pick. It's a tough pick. Like, obviously, like I said. Hang the, on. He beat DJ. The consensus. That was uh, the end of 2018. I don't care. I know, I know. That DJ might have been the pound for pound. I know they didn't give it to him. But in my opinion, he might be the pound for pound best fighter. So, Masvidal, Adesanya, Cejudo, Usman. You're going Cejudo. Cejudo. Yep. I want to say Masvidal, but it's then, like I said, because, it's tough because then when you look at no, like, the actual— No, it's tough. Here's why you say Masvidal. Like, he's got this, like— like this coolness about him that you're just like, man, I fucking like that guy, and he's a fucking killer, and he's badass. Like and what the, he said. The, the so fi- it's the five second KO of one of the best welterweights of all time, in Ben Askren. Right. Whereas, like, you know, Suhudo's like cringiness. You might be like, ah, maybe you think he's a nerd. Maybe you think he's trying too hard. Maybe I, I that, love what he does. I agree, but I'm just saying for the general population. That may take away from, yes, he wins, but, like, man, he weighs 125 pounds, and he's knocking motherfuckers out. Did you see the one video he did where he called that? Now, he wants to fight Aldo next. He wants to skip Peter Jan, skip. He did want to fight Dominic Cruz. Apparently, that's not happening. Then Aldo had the fight with Marias. He lost. I thought he won. Very close fight. I thought he won, too. But then he made a video where he was like pretty much doing what Kobe does. He was sitting with like a couple of hot chicks. They were like fanning him at the pool. He had the sunglasses on. He like took the sunglasses off, cut a promo, and was like, Jose Aldo, I want to fight you, blah, blah, blah. Then he put the sunglasses back on. And your movie fucking sucked. And then he dove into the pool. What movie was it? He had like a biography movie made that was like apparently big in Brazil. It might be on Netflix. It's 
I mean, I don't think it was it pro- that movie probably wasn't made for America. <laughs> so yeah, you're gonna get like Brazilian quality. I thought you were gonna be like, I agree, the movie fucking. I didn't see it, so the I movie can't probably say. Probably sucked. I can't say. Apparently, it got good uh, reviews. The Jose Aldo story is an interesting story, but um, so that might be his next fight, Aldo. I saw like for a belt, for the 135 belt. So I would be so, fucking furious if I was. Marias. Marias? Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, I'd be... Marias has a case. Aljo has a yeah, case. Yeah, but Marias... Would that be... That'd be a, an instant rematch, though, right? He hasn't fought since him? Who? Cejudo? No, he hasn't fought since Marias. But Marias Fort, has fought Fort since. Aldo, yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Which could, you know... Hey! <sighs> and then, I, obviously, they're all going back and forth. I saw... I can't remember the exact quotes, but Aljamain, Peter Yan, and... Cejudo, and then Cejudo wrote, hey, Aljamain, since you're so in love with me, or so in love, he said something like that, like, why don't you fight Peter Yan, and then you two could decide who gets to bend the knee next. And then Aljamain wrote something back to him, and then Peter Yan wrote something back. What exactly did he write? This is a show where people need this information. You can't, that's like, hey, people fought, you know, something happened. That's pretty much what you're saying, right? You can't do that. (laughs) Well, I'm saying they were going back and forth. Like, yo, Stan... This girl was talking, you know, talking about you. What'd she say? She said, you know, something. What the <laughs> like, fuck? What the fuck did she say? Right. You're, that's what you're doing to the audience right now. Well, I gave you what Cejudo said. He said, you two should fight right, each other. I get that. But what, you know. Al said something along the lines of. Let's see. Said something along the lines of like, nah, I want to fight you. Funk got next. Like, you know, something like that. Let me find it. Let me find uh, that's it. Weak. No, I definitely know. Oh, he wrote, hey, UFC, can you guys help me out with this recertification thing? Because he hasn't gotten a blue check yet. And he wrote, I need to make sure Henry Cejudo is getting the message from the new messenger in town. Thanks in advance. Hang on. Algebra doesn't have a blue check? No. And, did... and what Cejudo wrote is, since you and that ugly Russian are so obsessed with me, why don't you guys have a makeout session? And the winner has the honor to bend the knee to Triple C. P.S. Stop licking those ashy lips, playboy. <laughs> Hold it. Jose Aldo is next. Bend the knee. And then let me find what Peter Yan. Hang on. I like the bend the knee. I love the bend the knee. I think I enjoy what him and Colby do. Like, I think it's fun. He's getting better. Even that they're both like people are going leading up to UFC 245. People were like. I don't know why Colby outed himself and told people it was a gimmick. I love that he did that and was like, listen, you guys really aren't getting this. Like, this is all fake. Like, I'm fucking with you. Oh, I get it. Most people don't. Most people buy into, like, the rhetoric and are like, no, he's a fucking idiot. Like, one of the funniest things I saw, too, is – and people. Well, the thing is, exactly what you're – here's why probably he was like, hey, man, this is just a joke because he probably gets, like, death threats and shit like that. It's probably just – not that he's scared. It's just annoying – I'm sure he definitely gets death threats, but he kept doing it. But then one of the funny things, he was reading, like, Donald Trump Jr.'s book. And, like, at every press conference, he would open it up to, like, the first page. So it's almost like if you read through that, you're like, bro, are you even reading the fucking book? Like, you're on the third page still? You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. And that's, like, a funny fucking thing. Like, he would open the book halfway and start reading. And then he'd put it down, say something. Then he'd open the book up to, like, the first page. And then people would start yelling, like, you know, stupid shit. Like, you fucking idiot, you're supposed to read the other way, you know, like just dumb shit. <laughs> I like that shit. And yeah, I love the bend the knee. I think it's fucking funny. They're they're obviously Bend the knee and then he read he rhymes stuff with you know with triple C. Bend the knee, triple C. It's a good little catchphrase. 
Yes. And Peter Yan comes back at him with like, no, I'll fuck you up. I will kill you. <laughs> like, let's fight. Let's fight to the death. Al- Which is very organic. Yes. Al Jermaine comes back at him with some funny quips. Like, he calls him Henry Sapupu and calls him, like, you know, funny little things like that. And then Al Jermaine always comes back with things. He always uh, he has, like, a hashtag going, like, Funk Got Next, shit like that. So he's uh-huh. out there making noise, but I, it looks like he's going to get cut. You have, Cut in line. UFC. Oh, I was like, whoa, no chance. No, no, no. Cut in line. UFC's going to do something else with it, it looks like. Uh, all right, let's get, let's get Patty Wax on. Well, here, uh... What was your most memorable moment of 2019? I, don't know, I was like drunk all the time. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably when I fucking won my last fight. I was going to say that was mine when Dennis yeah. Bermudez when retired. retired. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty big day. It was early. When are you going to find out those details of your after party business? Because the fight's in 10 days, 11 yeah. days. Uh, he just, you know, um, what's what's the name of the place? Uh, well, M- Menace might host a little after party or uh, party business for UFC. Is it 246? Yeah. Yeah, UFC 246. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. It would be uh, at the public house. The public house. Yeah. The public cast, I might host uh, the Conor McGregor fight. Might. And if I do, you guys will be the first to know in NYC. But, you know, it's got to make dollars. It makes, so sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes dollars. All right. right so I messaged Pat. We'll call him in a minute. Should have already had him on the line. So when we're about to go over. Uh, and then the other thing I saw recently in the news was Joanna John Jacek did an interview, and she said a lot of her career mishaps were from a bad relationship, Who? which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, she said she had a fiance. Really? She had like an under the radar fiance, and then she said the fiance was cheating on her. That's it. That's insane. Yeah, who would cheat on Joanna John Jacek? I think she's cute. She's cute, but I don't. The thing is, I'm, you know, cute, whatever. She's a goddamn assassin. Like, well, even that. She's probably has a temper. If she's dating a computer nerd, she's fucking that dude up, most likely. Right. Depending on how big he is. Like a 200 pound man, I don't think she's beating up. Right. But. Well. If she's dating like a hundred and forty pound computer guy, which I doubt. Yeah, she's probably got like a big Jack Polish dude. Do you think it's a guy from U.S. of A. or from Poland? I think it was a guy from Poland, which makes sense. Yeah, I think I don't know. I got no details other than that she blamed her losses, which is a yeah. I could see that. I mean, yeah, your I head's could... not in the right space, man. Your head's not in the right space. You gotta be totally focused on. Uh... Cause I remember, like, well, I mean, everybody handles things differently. I remember almost one of the reasons I did my last fight is because I was having a relationship problem. I was like, and I got, you know, things didn't go my way how I wanted it to. So I'm like, yo, someone's getting fucked up over this. So I channeled all my energy to the purpose of fucking somebody up. 
training camp and getting ready for the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like, oh, uh, which maybe on the opposite end of the spectrum for Joanna, it was like she wasn't focusing on fucking someone up. She was focusing on maybe the heartache or whatever of their relationship. Another crazy thing she said, she said her manager like stole money from her or some shit. Oof. She said that was also part of the problem that she was going through. Was um now money sometimes is a hard thing not to put a little bit of focus on. Yes. Especially at her level. I'm sure she's dealing in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Yeah. Because she's she's the who's a bigger female fighter than her? Maybe Amanda Nunes. I feel like there was a moment though where Joanna was yes, post yes. Ronda Rousey, yes, the girl, yes, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Crazy. And then definitely the girl at that weight class, even still, Karate Hotties probably for. Well, once Rose beat her, then I think Rose kind of oh, took over. Oh, that's right. But now, even like Rose being kind of reclusive from the game, I feel like Joanna just slid right back in. For sure. Yeah. A win over the other girl, uh, Karate Hottie, slides her right back in. Right. So until what's-her-name comes back, it's Joanna as far as that goes. People are telling me that this Asian chick is going to crush Joanna. I'm like, I don't – I just I, – I don't see it. I think Joanna's going to have to stay on the outside and pick her apart. But if they go, like, punch for punch, I think this this that Asian chick is fucking brolic. Super fucking fast, too. Very fast, and she just looks like where I guess Joanna's a little taller and lankier. This girl's just not short and stocky like Jessica Andrade, but just she's brolic. She's a very muscular, deceivingly muscular female. For 125. Yes. Wild. So do we just call Pat? Because he hasn't texted me back yet. Sure. What if he's in the middle of, like, J&O or something? Then maybe we get to see his size, dude. Poof. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's got a hog on him. I'd imagine. Yeah. All right, so. But, Joanna, if you're looking for somebody, call me. Give her your number, Stan. All right, my number is 516. No, I'm not giving my number out. I'll say, I'll... You think so many people are going to call your number? You think? No, but even if one person calls it, that'd be annoying enough, no? I used to prank if people. If they call it one time? Well, maybe. I mean, there's so much technology now, though. When we Oh, shit. Kush text me back. Oh, look at that. What did he text you back? Lose my number. I said, Kush, are we even friends anymore? Dot, dot, dot. I said, laugh out loud. I am. You tell me. And I put. Uh, the heart emoji. Yeah. Then I'm going to go black fist bumping a brown fist. Oh, I like that. Yeah, thank you. Don't, don't steal it. Why would I steal it? I got a white. Because you're racist. Dude. No, I got the white hand. Now, I can't ask him to come on the show right now. I just got to fluff him. Yeah. You know? Well, now you just reestablished that line of communication. But now that's even fine. So now, like I said, if I hit up Ali or their PR lady, Brittany, it now won't be as awkward. Now you guys can have like a laughing conversation of like, dude. No, I would never get 
really mad. You know what I mean. You have to, like, really care to get mad. Oh, you really care. Yeah, right. You were about to send. Dude, I don't think I'm that cool. You don't. I don't know why. Uh, I think it's probably because my br- older brother always told me I'm stupid. <laughs> I <don't know> <laughs> growing up my whole life, he told me I'm stupid. My dad used to tell me I'm an asshole. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Why'd you do that, you asshole? What are you, an asshole? You're an asshole. Oh, okay. Like that. And then one day you were like, you know what? Looks like I am. <laughs> now I'm sitting at my own show like, asshole. Nah, I don't think the fans out there think you're an asshole. Oh, no. Not at all. I just try to keep it real, you know? You try to keep what real? No, I think that's why, like... I'm doing well at my jobs. I don't think I'm better than anybody or, you know. I think I'll beat everybody up there if it came down to it. But, like, I don't think I'm a better human being. Mm-hmm. I think I have cooler hookups and I know cooler people. But how, I don't think I'm better. How do you think Pat would respond to crickets or should I just FaceTime him? Just FaceTime him, dude. Gosh. Gosh. See if we got him. Is it connecting? Yeah, it's ringing. Oh, dude, I went snowboarding for the first time. First time ever? Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And fucking, I fell. And I like. Did you get injured? I thought I did for, like, I fell and fucking did like a fucking yard sale, but I stayed in my snowboard, you know? And like, as I was like slowing down on my butt down the fucking mountain. My, my wrist was doing this. I was like, oh, oh, if I didn't break my wrist. And then I stopped, and I was like, oh, we good. But, like, for two weeks, and still a little, still a little, doesn't, doesn't work the same. Doesn't feel good. So you probably jacked up some ligaments or something. Nah, i just been working through it, you Ho- know. Hopefully you don't need no surgery. All right, so we'll give Pat another minute. Yeah, fuck him. Fucking down with his fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who was I telling that to? Oh, I was talking to Jared Gordon. Uh, I asked him to hook us up with CM Punk or Paul Felder. And he's like, all right. And he's like, you don't think Menace can get in touch with Paul Felder? I was like, Menace has this thing where if he hits you up once and he doesn't care what's going on, if you don't respond to that one thing, he's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, did I ever reach out to Paul Felder? No, I don't think so. Good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll fucking I'll try and get the dragon on The Irish that, That's it, right? The Irish dragon Yeah, he got a big fight He's about to fight Dan Hooker Ooh Yeah, that's a good one Who do you think wins that one? Um. Did Pat just message you back? He just got a shower Oh, all right, so we'll give him a few. Now, answer the call in your towel. Well, he wrote, yeah, bro, ready, sorry. Gotta give the people what they want. Run it. Fucking send it! Do you want to know why? Why what? I probably shouldn't say it. What? Say it. No, it's dumb. Say it. What does it pertain to? 
work. Ooh. Like why I'd get fired ever. Nope, let's keep that off the air. Well, no. It's just like at at work, if you do anything inappropriate or say anything inappropriate, like if the wrong person hears it. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like it could be you could have a talking to it could go bad. I'm like. Oh, a million percent, I'm sure. I just feel like I say a lot of dumb things to people. Not at work, just in general. What you know? kind of dumb things? Give us an example. I don't know. Like, Stan, let me see your size. You say this to your coworkers? No, I'm saying I don't say it at work. I'm just saying in general. Oh, you're saying it's just one. It could be one day at the wrong place. To you, the, you know, wrong person per se. And, uh, you know. Well, do you think that you'd ever say anything? I don't think we say anything too bad on this podcast that you'd ever say something on the show that would affect your work. No, but I just hit you. That could be like grounds for like, hey, whoa, what are you doing? Keep your hands to yourself. Well, I could lie and be like, well, it was actually not here. It was up here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm not ready for this. This Bruh. is out like in the corporate world. And I've heard about this through the grapevine of things happening. Where I were, like, yeah. Hang on. I could do that to you. Somebody else can see me do it to you and say that it made them feel uncomfortable. A million percent. Like what? I saw something I today. I wasn't fucking talking to you, Felicia. That guy, Andrew Cuomo. The governor or whatever the fuck he is of New York, he like they staged some like thing where he was pulling some guy out of a truck. Like a guy had a flipped over truck. Right. And, and they were like, oh, Andrew Kumo, come over here and help pull the guy out. So he like went over and was like grabbing the guy's leg here. And then as he helped him out, he like touched him right here. And I was like, whoa, if I was that guy, I would have immediately been like, yo, Andrew Kumo, get the fuck away from my junk. I'm suing now or I'm, I've been triggered. Like I would have went in. And been like that was inappropriate. See, that's what's fucked up. Is no, that he like he's a creepy dude. It's different from you. I'm not. You're not as creepy as Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo's like hand slid up the guy's thigh to like an awkward point. At least that's what I saw in the video. What? Hang on. You're the governor. Just sit down. I don't care. Like if you were naked or in your swim shorts or went up your fucking boxers and did that. And stayed there, like, and looked you in the eye. Like, it was just, you know, it was probably just like a, you know. Like, I think people overanalyze things too much. Or they're like, hey, this really didn't affect me. But I can pretend it did, and I can make out on it. Yes, well, that's what I, I was kind of joking. I, I, was just I know that, yeah. but, like, greed is a real. I could. Like, dude. Since I've been on last, I got fucking rear-ended real bad. Ooh. Fucking MyWop smashed. I saw that that one. I'm day. driving my truck. <laughs> I'm talking to my lady. I'm, you know, I'm driving Bluetooth, talking, both hands on the wheel, okay? And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to get fucking smashed. Because I was coming to a stop. I look in my rearview mirror. This car is not fucking stopping. And I tried to, like, last second just kind of steer off the road. Mm-hmm. Into like the middle shoulder and whammo! Bitch hit me probably like forty. I mean not bitch. This nice lady no, hit me. She was a bitch at like forty. I go flying into the middle. Right. Wait, wait was she hot or was she old? What was the deal? She was twenty-one years old, home from college. Was she hot? Was she cute? Was she attractive? She was your speed, Stan. <laughs> no, we've already been over this. You think my speed is like no. Five to Stan, a, no, Stan. She was your speed. Five to nine, you think? Is she my was speed. your speed. She had like a little nose ring. I felt awful for her because here's why. My, I'll show you what happened to her car. 
I saw, oh yeah, I saw that. We'll show the people. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. And then we'll jump right into Pat Cummins. This was her car. Which which camera am I on? Go right to the menace cam right there. That was her car. Destroyed. Wrecked. <laughs> she hit me doing like forty. And here's what happened to my truck. Ah, uh, she probably blocked my like license plate, whatever. That little dent. Yeah. But it like tilted the whole bumper where the bumper went into the quarter panel on the other side and it fucked up my hinge. But your boy is fixing it right now, right? Not yet. Mo over at Petrol Works? No, he's not on this job. Oh. Yeah. Who gave you a loaner? I thought I figured that was him. Oh, well, no. Well, we're doing he did give me his ride, but not for that. We're changing the headlights out. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, AB Auto Body in Saugerties, New York is going to uh do the bumper repair on the AB Auto Body. The AB Auto Body. I heard they're the best in Saugerties, the pretty best good. in upstate New York. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's why I'm taking it there. All right, let's jump in the pat. But my my point being was like, I could be like, hey, my back hurts really bad. You know, I want to do a jiu-jitsu match, but I can't now. I was going to get paid ten grand to do the jiu-jitsu match. I'm in pain, and I could have maybe scored twenty grand. But I'm like, I'm fine. I'm not going to do that. Is it not working? Patty wax. Dude, get him on the screen. Hold on, Pat. I'm calling you right back. I'm trying him. It's not he's not answering when I call from here. Jesus Christmas. Try to get Patty wax on. What are you calling Patty wax? I just made it up. Did you? But you know what I'm saying, right? I could have fucking, because I talked to someone like, do you have a hernia? I'm like, no. It was, you know, she hit me in the back. I'm a strong dude. Like, you don't have a hernia from fighting? Like, oh, wow. This was a route we could have went. Like, most people probably have a fucked up back in general. So, and they just never get looked at because they just deal with it. Yeah. But they get hit one time like, oh. Because you hit me, my back's fucked up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna juice you. Yeah. But it's not the people that hit you that get juiced. It's the insurance company, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just karma, what? right, Stan? Karma? What? That's your karma? No, like I don't fucking go out of my way to like. I'm not trying to take a shortcut to make a you know a penny. Yeah. So. I feel like that will come back in in good uh, good karma. It could. For some reason, it's not letting Pat answer us. What What did he say? He said it's not letting him answer. Like, is he saying that he's being invited? Yeah, he's saying it just shuts off. Oh, sick. Sick. Man, why do we always have to have some type of bullshit? I mean, we being that I'm here and, like, I'm part of the show, but... Yes, precisely. But you are the techie here. Well, here. See if it goes on your phone. (sighs) 
Why the fuck's it doing that? I don't know. Hmm. I know nothing, Stan. Try me again? Yeah, but I don't know what the oh, fuck it would do. Here we go. For. The dead point in the. Hi, it's me. Here, hang up. It's making crazy feedback. Tell him a nice slow swipe and hold it over. That's what I that's what I did different. Oh there we go. Fucking finally. Jesus. Holy shikes. Yeah, I have what? no Man. idea no idea what was going turn on. Turn your little turn your little camera horizontal. Hold you, on, I'm turn if you want to see all this. If you want to see all this Yeah, look at that. Look at that. He's trying to cover his bad. Look at that. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Oh fuck yeah. The, Fuck yeah. <laughs> the Pat Cummins. Welcome, welcome back to Menace and the Man, my Woo. guy. Man, look at I him. feel like I've been I've been chasing you guys around. Yeah. Look at him all inked up. What is he got? That one tattoo on his neck? <laughs> 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 hey, 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 hey. So what did we catch you in the middle of? Uh I just got I just got out of the shower. There's J out in the shower. Yeah, just fucking sweating. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> we actually called that. I was like, yo, should I call Pat now? And then Menace was like, yeah. I was like, what if he's jerking off? I want to give him a couple minutes at least and fucking. Yeah, let me let me bring some color back in my face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, you be co- wouldn't you be so colorful after a session? You're all red and whatnot. Yeah, well, you Well, you white folk. Yeah, well, when you're that pale or you're pale like me, you don't get any blotchiness or any redness to you. You're just good to go. Wow. So where are you at right now, Pat? Uh, Altadena, California. All right. What's your address? What's your address? (laughs) Woo, Pat, you're not in the same spot that I stayed with you at, right? No, you you moved out there a while ago, right? That was Orange. Yeah, that was Orange County. This is like out towards LA. Okay. Area. Uh, Gotta come back out, dude. It's been too long. I know. I know. I know. So you've been. Can we talk about the studio thing you got going here? This this studio? Yeah. Yeah. As our man Vinny the Chin would say, we got like a three million dollar studio here. Yeah. yeah. I like the you know, whatever you got going in the back there, it's like some sound shit. You bet your ass it's sound shit. Yeah. So when your voice comes through, it's just like whammo. Right Boom. in right in the computer. People don't miss a fucking beat. Nice. You know? Dude, I saw you fucking mountain biking. Was it today or yesterday? Yesterday. Oh, that was yesterday. yesterday, yeah. Bro, insane. In the snow? I, I almost died. I had I... no idea. I mean, I knew I knew there was snow up there, but I did not know it was like a foot. <laughs> what Because I remember when I was younger trying to ride my, like, oh, my God, there's snow on the ground. Like, let me ride my bike. And, like, like I don't know, five minutes in, I'm like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, I used to, I on the East Coast, I used to ride, like, if there was two inches of snow, you're pretty good. Like, that's about the max with, you know, with a skinny-ass tired bike. Yeah. But, dude. Downhill? You were going downhill action? Oh, I was sliding all over. Like, some of the stuff was, like, packed down a little bit, but then it got, like, insane. And just, like, there were trees falling down and, like, Damn. a foot of snow. It was, I was, like, crawling around the ground trying and, like, dragging my bike through these bushes. It was fucking terrible. Which is nuts because, like... It's L.A. Right. Well, like, it's warm where you are right now, but it's snowing up in the mountains over there. Bro, it was 70 degrees. at Like, I was at the top of the mountain. It was 70 degrees. And I went over the backside. 
And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, there's a little bit of snow. And then I was like, hmm, I wonder how it's going to be down in the valley. And, bro, I, like, kept going and just, like, kept stacking up. And That's I was like. crazy. But you know me. I'm not going to turn right. around. I'm a yeah. fucking psycho. Yeah, complete psycho. <laughs> I, did I ever tell you about the time I went with Pat mountain biking? Nope. So I, I, well, we, I rented a mountain bike, right? Oh, yeah. Then we went. His, this sick fuck, the, the best part of the ride for him is up. And he's got a single speed. So I'm in, like, first gear, like, and he's on, like, yeah, one gear, like, granny gear. bro, you weigh more than me, and this is, you also have clip-ins, and, I don't know, it's your jam. I don't know, you're fuck, you've done it a few times. I'm like, eh. Yeah, it's unfair advantage. I'm, like, using the springs and shit. You're like, dude, no. You gotta, like, it's gotta be consistent, like, pedaling. If you go like this, that's when you're pedal. That's when your fucking tire spins out. So anyway, so like, he smokes me out the mountain. But he waits for me here and there. Like, come on, bro. I'm like, I'm trying. We get to the top, and then like, to my favorite part, we're going down. Where I'm just like hanging on, right? Oh, bro, I ate it on that ride. I know. You know that's that? where I'm going. Like, <laughs> yeah. so like, I'm like kind of trying to keep up with Pat a little bit, but obviously, you know, he's like, like fucking sending it, you know. And I'm like, ah, breaking here and there on turns. And I start coming on his turn. He just fucking yard sailed. He's laid out fucking <laughs> all over the place in this right. trail. And obviously, I wasn't going too fast because I didn't hit him. Uh, and, like, he just gets up. He's, like, bleeding. I'm like, yo, dude, like, you're right. He's like, dude, if I don't fall, I'm not going hard enough. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, and I remember after the ride, I was finished, and my forearms were, like, locked up like this because, like, the death grip you have when you're just – I don't go know relax, how how bro, fast are we? Relax. I mean, obviously you were going much faster than I was, but like, how fast were you going down the hill versus me? Would you say? I mean, not thirty. Thirty. Man, I don't know. I can't. I mean, fuck, I don't know. But listen, you gotta relax. That's the whole thing. You're all, you're all tensed up. It's like uh, you know, it's like yeah. when you throw a punch, you can't throw it like this. Right, right, right. You gotta right, fucking right. snap yeah. that bit. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like. I get on mountain bikes or bicycles, like, and I still have the mindset like I have when I was like twelve and rode bicycles every day. Where I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, dude, I'm nice here. And then I get on, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but okay, okay, but how about we take that into the gymnastics gym? And this this fucking guy just starts. He like he sees oh, the, an open gym and he just like. Yeah. Starts fucking running as yeah. fast as he can, and yeah. it's just like flipping, bouncing off all shit. I'm, I'm like, like, I had a trampoline once. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, what is this, man? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. So that, they was ha- no, that was another level. He starts flipping. So this is long uh, yeah. trampoline. This long ass trampoline. It's like they call it a tumble track, and he just starts doing backflip and landing backflip like consecutively. All the way to the end, and he doesn't realize he's at the end because he's just like, yeah, I'm having a blast. Woo! And fucking comes to the end, and meanwhile, this thing's like a stage. Like, it's off the ground. <laughs> it's off the ground like three feet. And he's just like, midair, he realizes there's not going to be anything below him. And he just goes, ah, and like, kind of slows himself down and then, like, lands fine on the ground. <laughs> like, I don't I, Hang on. But in, but when I recognized that the stairs were underneath me and I was upside down, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is going to be not, bad. And, like, the, the gymnastic coach was, like, showing me, like, shit that I was like, like this. And he was like, yeah, like that. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was like, this is cool. He's like, yeah, don't watch Pat. Fucking just do your thing, bro. <laughs> Man, but yo, but so 
our manager at the time would bring us there to do like gymnastic workouts. Yeah. And like that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. yeah like, it was kind of dope. That was what GSP was like doing for his conditioning for a yeah. minute. Yeah. Yeah. And they're considered like I, some people will say they're the best athletes. They're up there for sure. Yeah. I would, you know. I've heard people Yeah, they got that. crazy. They got crazy skills. They're so fucking crazy strong. Strength. They have great yeah. balance. And they have like lig- Cor- ligament and tendon strength, like crazy coordination. Shit. Though, uh, like they, if you throw Maybe. a ball at them, they're gonna fucking, they're gonna die. They're yeah. gonna eat it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure but, a punch as well. So, Pat, yeah. big news in the MMA world lately. I noticed you hung up the gloves. That's it. It's a wrap, boys. Now you guys are like two old retired dudes. Yeah. You guys can hang out and talk about the glory days. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go put like go to the playground, play pickup b ball. <laughs> so I need, hang on, I need to like redeem myself because before, because like I we were texting with you and I'm like, oh, he's in the shower. We should just have him. Like he was like, we should probably give him a minute, let him get dressed. I'm like, no, I want him in a towel. Like, and he's like, well, he might be naked. I'm like, yeah, he's got a hog on him. <laughs> and like I left it there, but I need to like back up. Me and Pat used to do like recovering together in uh, Russian spas. No, the Korean, Korean. Oh, spa. Korean spas. Korean and, spa. uh Where you have to be fully nude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was... I used to leave there. So what we do, you know, I'm not slinging a ton of heat, right? So like when we're going in the cold plunge, and actually that's a that's a move that Pat Pat told me is you you hold you get oh, you the warmth. Tuck, yeah. You got tucked that thing. Yeah, you tuck your your, your junk yeah, yeah, yeah. and you hold it with you know your junk keeps your hands warm. You got a buffalo billet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which and but your whole body's freezing. So we'd go, we'd do ten minutes in the cold plunge, then we'd go in the hot tub, which was like a crazy feeling. Like it would just start, your body would start being like pierced, like with needles, kind of. It was like. In my head, I'm like, this doesn't feel awesome, but I know there's some like real like recovery going on here. Like something's out of my body, and it's good for me. I liked it. Then we'd go back into the cold plunge, but from a hot like a hot tub to a cold plunge, it's like now it feels 40 degrees, even colder. You yeah. know. Uh, then we'd go in the sauna for 10 minutes, back into the cold plunge for 10 minutes, and then we'd do like another probably a steam room, steam room for 10 minutes. So it's like. One hour of fucking back and forth. But you leave there feeling like, oh, man. Well, you, you know what? I just trained. I was tra- I trained in Vegas for my last fight, and I was at, you know, I was at the PI. Yes. And they're, you know, they're super scientific over there. Yeah. And those guys, those guys were like 30 to 90 seconds when you're doing contrast, like warm to hot or warm to cold. Is all you need. 30 to 90 seconds. And I was like, fuck, I used to do this for 10 minutes in the cold. Like, I just sit here and freeze my dick off. Yeah. And and I was like, man, Dennis, we were fucking idiots. Man. We didn't have to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, but I would imagine there's probably like a little, like, that's all you need. But there's probably some signs where, like, what we did was good, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. At least for our mental. Because it was like, you'd be, like, in there sweating. You're like, all right. It's like, all right, cold punch. You'd be like... Man, like if anybody else was like, hey, I don't feel like doing this. You'd be like, yeah, I'm with you. That sounds good. We don't have to do this. 
But we're all like fucking again. Let's do it. Psycho. Yeah, come on. Yeah. One more time. I won't quit if you like. Yeah, not I'm not us. pussy. You're a pussy. Were you pussy? <laughs> I'm gonna go in. You're not gonna go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, something I saw on your Instagram was I saw um what's uh Brendan Schaub talking about you and talking you up and whatnot. Menace has been telling me that for years about the gym legend of Pat Cummins. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. You know what? You know what? It was. I mean, I, I appreciate hearing that stuff. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I texted Shab afterwards. Like, bro, thanks thanks for the shout out. Like, that's cool, man. But, you know what? At the Wait, same time, did, did he respond? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, just check him. Just but check at, him. at the same time, man, it kind of, it puts a little sadness in my heart. You know, it makes me feel like, shit, was I that, the gym guy? Never, never uh, reached his potential in the, in the when it counted? Well, nah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with being a gym legend or at least being admired as a gym legend. And then you fought at the highest level. You know what I mean? Yeah. You fought... I mean, I'm sure I'm sure I, I ran through some some of the good rounds of my life in the gym. You know? Oh, like, one, oh, million, oh, sure. one I used million up, percent. You know? like, fuck. <laughs> oh, for sure. And even yeah. that, sparring for BC over Doom and guys like that, like that's a heavyweight. Yeah. That's a big dude right there. Yeah. And those guys were not trying to just get work. Yeah. Like they were like, let's do simulation. <laughs> oh yeah, and then well they would get pissed because they'd be like, who's this motherfucker like throwing me around? Who's this white they, boy? Yeah. Who's this big white boy throwing me around? This pretty motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now in retirement, is that it? You're done. You walk away completely. Do you go into coaching a little bit? Are you ever gonna pass any of the knowledge on? Man, I I don't know. As of now, I'm like later you know i don't i don't want to stay in that in that at all like i i just think in the last like at least last year i was just kind of like i'm i think i'm just doing this for a paycheck i don't yeah. really i don't really enjoy it like i used to you know and i just i don't know i just it kind of burnt me and i was just like you know i i did this for i did this for way too long to not really be all the way there in it and that's fucking dumb a eh? because you're you know you're in the ufc and dudes are fucking trying to kill you yeah. and are killing you and uh i don't know man i'm just kind of like i'd rather ride my bike lift some weights fucking do my thing you know because yeah. i we we had uh ben Askren on and you know he retired too and i remember being like damn like when i saw he retired like and the reasons why he retired, I'm like, man, that really hit me close because I feel like I was in that same boat. Like, a title fight for me was so far away after being fucked three, four times in a row. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm not here for paychecks. Like, people say it all the time, like, oh, you're not in the UFC because you can't fight anymore. Like, they're fucking with me at the gym. I'm like, I'll win tomorrow. Like, I'm not, but... The 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 juice isn't worth a squeeze for that pay, especially no. when it goes go your way. No, you got a split decision. No. You're like, really, dude? I just fucking didn't hang out with my kids for like two, you know, a month. I fucking haven't eaten a carb since fucking, you know, three weeks. Two thousand three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't had a carb since two thousand three. <laughs> there was like hot girls trying to hang out with me, like what, like. Like, and nah, then you, and then it. you, then then one fat fuck that's never fought in his life is gonna say, "Nah, you get half your purse." <laughs> and then you look at the stats, you're like, "Really?" 
This guy got one more takedown than me, but I outstruck him by fucking 70 punches. And his face is mangled. Mine looks fine. And he wins. Like, it just, it was, it was, it was hard, uh, like the politics. And I was like, man, I just, it doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? You never got, you never got stiffed by fucking Dana when it came to, uh, bonuses that, that dude, like he just was not about hooking me up. I had like, I had at least two fights that were stupid, ridiculous. Like I, Took a lot of barn burners, a lot of time off my life doing that shit. Yeah, and I was like, for sure, fight of the night, right there. Yeah, yeah, never. You know what it was for me is I would do a backflip after my wins. Yeah, I should. You know, like I had the the gymnastics training. I know, I know, dude. I remember my fight after I think I forget maybe it was against Matt Christ. Yes, and I tried to do a backflip and like it almost didn't pan out good because I was so smoked. Bro, that was that was And then I made a decision like I'm only doing backflips if I get a finish. <laughs> Cuz that means I have some juice to to you know, when it goes 15. Smart. smart. You know. Did you backflip after the last one? It went the decision, dude. So, so no backflip. No backflip. You were there. I know, but I don't remember if there was a backflip or not. <laughs> Come on. How are you not gonna I should have I should have the backflip with it being the last one. Yeah. But I remember being pretty tired too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember even after it, you, like, fell into LaFleur's arms, it seemed like. And you were like, I'm done. I'm done. He was like, you're good. You're good. You're, you're, you're done. You're done then. You're good. Yeah, right. I don't fall in any man's arms. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think Pat probably has stories of you falling into his arms. Whoa, what the At the f- Korean spas. Uh, <laughs> Dude, what? You know, he'd get, he'd get faint sometimes. A little, uh, little uh, overheated. Too long of a stay in the sauna. I'd have, I'd have to revive him, pump him up a little bit. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it was wild times. Remember, we brought my one buddy Pudge with us. I brought it like a just like a uh, you know, yeah. an average Pudge, Joe. Pudge, bro. Pudge. He was he was in town. Actually, he drove like two hours to watch me and you train. Yeah, and right? I'm like, come on, because he was living in uh, way down south. He was an hour from Orange County, but we were going to train in San Diego, which is the opposite direction of where he was living. And he came all the way. And he came all the way, watched us train, and then we're like, hey, man, we're going to get uh, some lunch. Take and your we're pants gonna... off. Then we're going to hit the Korean spa, but it's like, <laughs> full nude, dude, you in? And he was like, ah. That's the best way to get to know somebody. I tell you man. what, like, <laughs> hanging out naked in a, in a sauna or a cold plunge. And 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 or punching somebody in the face are two really good ways to be like, yeah, all right, well, I'll see you, dog. It's true, very true. It's yeah. like r- right when it happens, you're like, you know, I, I didn't really like you before, but now now I'm cool with you. Now I'm cool with you. I mean, you have a conversation. You're not like, if hang on, let's say you you're in a, a sauna or a cold plunge and it gets like awkward, you guys are on the same wavelength. Because then you know maybe they're thinking weird thing. I don't know. I'm just hanging out, dog. <laughs> you know, like as Pat, it, as Pat, it all listen, I told you before we got in here, not packing heat. You know, you can see that, whatever. Yeah, like as Pat's sitting there, he just sees menace like fucking staring at him. He's like, "Yo, dude, <laughs> dude, you good? Yeah, 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 yeah." 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Dude, I feel like you're jealous that you never. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, you're jealous. You never hung out with me and Pat. In a, oh my god, million percent. Two of my favorite uh, fucking fighters. Pat's one of the uh, Pat's one of the real ones. The yeah. few times we've talked to him, we almost had the second episode of Durkin and the Man. Yeah. Last week. Wow. It, it was almost Mustache and the Man, but you, I see you shaved it. I know. Oh. I gotta go. Like... Dude, that was really cool when you did that. How'd you get? <laughs> so he shaved his whole beard. And I don't know. He got to stay together somehow, and they just dropped it. Picked it up out of the sink. It's easy. Is that what yeah, you did? I had, yeah. Bro, I had, to, I had to, like, mold it, you know? Like, wow. Straight. But, yeah. I got, a, I got a ceramics degree, bro. I can sculpt. Pat, you know? what I was going to do last week, but Menace had to clean. Menace was too deep cleaning his house. He went, like, balls yeah. in and re- reorganizing and whatnot. So he was like. You know when you got it really. Yeah, just... he was too deep. But I was going to have. Durkin and the man, mustache and the man. I was going to start the show and then have Dennis walk in and be like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, Dennis Bermudez, welcome back. Mustache and the man, grab a seat. Whole new episode, episode two. But Dennis ruined it for us. Sorry about that. Damn, It happens. What, uh... So, are you... Are you like retired? Like, you're not going to do... Are you getting back to making coffee? Or what's, what's the new... I'm just gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I know you did a few movies. Hang out. No, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, you got like, Sugar Mama. Dude? Sugar Mama. What's going on? Yeah, that's where I was gonna go with it. He's just slanging. Um, he's just slanging, slanging, slanging dick. Yeah, bro. With the hog like this, you can do. You can wow. do that shit. You can. No, you can put um, your feet up, ride your bike, and work out. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm not. I'm kind of taking my time. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to get into something I'm not. I'm not totally totally into and totally you know passionate about yeah um and honestly i thought after uh after being in the ufc for five years i thought i'd have a little you know some like clout well no just something like like a a savings account you know and be like all right cool like i'm gonna i'm gonna start my own business or you know i don't want to work for anybody man yeah but uh i mean i unfortunately i'm I'm probably going to have to at some point. So yeah. I'm just living the good life for the moment until I'm actually, you know, really fucked when, uh, <laughs> with my, with my when you got to fucking be like, all right, I got to scramble, make some money. <laughs> well, not nah, as a, your wrestling credentials, a retired UFC fighter, you definitely have some avenues there. You could possibly segue. Yeah, into you could do money. some private lessons and some of that, but that's like, no, no, even gym ownership or teaching for other fighters and whatnot, getting percentage of their purse if they're successful fighters. But on top of that, I've seen you with the tool belt and short shorts. Like you're a handyman as well, right? Yeah, Pat. Knows yeah, I mean shit. that's that's definitely that's definitely the direction I go. I don't want to, I don't want to fuck around, be that has been dude at the fucking gym, being like, well, son, I think you should do this. Like, right? I'm just, I mean, listen, I my coaches all through all through, you know. Every every step of the way, I'm super grateful for them. And that, you know, th- those guys helped me a ton. And I, you know, it, it's tough. Like I respect that, but at the same time, I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. I don't because right. I'm too competitive. I'm too competitive. I'm too. I don't know. Well, that's it's what just, it is too. You're too competitive because you're looking at it like the has been guy. Other people would look at it like, oh, shit, that's Pat Cummins. Yeah. Here's also what happened. Here's what I think happened with Uriah. Like, all right, guys, hanging it up. He owns a gym. He's in there. He's rolling around with the guys. He's like, 
I still got this. Hang on, I'm winning in here. He's yeah. like he's ranked like twelve. I just tapped him like twice. Or, you know, like I still got it. Let me go. Let me take one more run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that why you stopped training? Why? Because you thought something like that might happen to you? No, I actually stopped training just because in the apprenticeship I'm in, if I get like hurt really bad, they could be like, All right, see ya. Or yeah, I might get held back, you know. Okay. I'm gonna wait like t I'm I'm, I'm gonna get one year in, and then maybe I'll start grappling and shit like that, and fucking dudes up, you know. Do a little grappling. Yeah. Like and like also like I'll check my pride a little bit. Like we're like, you're the best. Like let me see where I am with you. Like nah, you're really you're pretty good. I'm gonna go with this guy over here and just get my reps in on him. Walk out here with seven taps. Feel good about myself. Yeah, you know. Okay. Well, Pat, I feel Still like happen again, dude. You're underselling yourself a little bit. You're Pat fucking Cummins, bro. You could do a lot of things in this world. Yeah, you but I don't want. To, I don't want. I don't want to do that shit. I don't want to do. I don't want to do fighting shit. No, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, saying. I'm, I'm saying even if it's outside of fighting shit, you got uh, a lot of avenues you could possibly travel down. Listen, that's. It's not to say that I don't have. You know, I don't have opportunities. I don't have things in the works. You know, I'm. I'm working. Uh, I'm doing a little. I'm doing a little bit in the uh, in the cannabis biz. Uh, okay. But I, you know, I, like I, I've never been. I mean, I've never even smoked pot in my life. So I, I'm not. It's not. I, I can't really say that's my passion. But um. But who knows? But it, could... it, you know, it throws a couple of dollars in your. Yeah. You, you never yeah. smoked either, right? No. All right. You guys got that in common yeah. as well. Yep. You know, I think in the end, Dennis and I are going to end up together. Yeah, <laughs> we just have too much in common. We have, you know, skinny. Like be, I know, get some mad. I know how to like work around it. Like you know, he'll be keep like him a, happy. A skinnier Danny DeVito, and you'll be the Arnold. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what the fuck? I said skinnier Danny DeVito, better hair, yeah. Puerto Rican, a little yeah. shorter. Yeah. yeah, and he'll be. The, and you're like the less muscular. And he'll be the less <laughs> muscular. Arnold. Less hair. Less hair, yeah. Less hair, yeah. One one less tooth, you know. Yeah. Twins right there. Yeah. I see the sitcom right now. You just got to find Ooh. the right. Ooh. Ooh, let's put this on Netflix. Yeah. Met, uh, what would be the title of that? Because if he's Durkin, would it be like, would you go with Durkin or would you go Menace and Pat or something like that? Oh. We have to come up with something. It'd have to be like Durkin and Dennis or... So Pat, yeah. Pat, you've been I'm, in. I'm kind of, I'm like envisioning. Remember, remember my buddy when I when you were a kid. There was like this toy called My Buddy. Yeah. Yes. That's. I, I, I'm like seeing a like a theme, a theme song very similar to that. Huh. Who's who's uh, buddy though? Are you Menace's buddy or your, Menace is your buddy? I would walk around like a fucking dead doll, <laughs> and he would fucking <laughs> carry me. I'm like, and he'd be like, like ah, nurse. Well, Pat, hey, you've you know, been in the know, movies. You got the connections. I just thought of, okay. uh, remember when we used to do battles on the balance beam with those, like, yeah. I don't know what they were. They had but they, fucking, we were just like, uh, gladiators, right? Yeah, we were like, we were kind of jousting on the balance yeah. beam. Man, we uh, we took it to the next level. <laughs> so I was trying to, like, point fight him, and he was like, Rah! and I went flying <laughs> off the fucking the balance beam, and then I was like, all right, let me try to be, like, 
stealthy and like some more aggressive and just kind of same thing. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I just rushed him. It was like, ah, and I still got fucking molly whopped. Like, all right. Well, that was like your hardest swipe and him just going. Right. What does he got? He's got 75 pounds. Oh, no. at he, least. he hit me. He hit me solid one time, yeah. like right in the front. I like went to the end of it. <laughs> like he was like in the middle. Yeah. Like At first we were both in the middle. I was like, fuck this. I was like, I, I, I went to the end of it. It was like, <laughs> actually, I think, I think I went, I went, uh, like suicide mission. Like I was like, I'm hitting him so fucking hard. But he just like no, ran and jumped at me. But there's no way I'm going to be able to stay up. on this beam. Like the, obviously the game was whoever falls off loses. Right, right? but I was like, I'm gonna hit him so fucking hard. Did Dude. you win at all? No. What <laughs> damn? He hit me hard. Yeah. But the one I, one time I, I think I still leg. have those videos somewhere. I'll have to. Yeah, really? I think I do too. Yeah. I sweep the leg on you one one time. Yeah. Where I, I almost come, gonna... I, my, my head almost cut back and hit the fucking. Yeah, I thought you're gonna lose some teeth. Uh. Kind of like the way you swept the leg on Menace's check that one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a few drinks. We were out in Pennsylvania. She had it coming, bro. She had it coming. And she was like, "Oh my god, Pat!" He was like, <laughs> "On concrete." She like looked at me like, "Really?" I was like, "Shouldn't have came at him, dude." <laughs> yeah. You probably won't Should've do that again, right? <laughs> Why did you I, do on, that to him? Hang on. Since we've been here, you didn't see me come at him like that. Like, what makes you think you can? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember we talked about that a little bit. You see, we're on video now, Pat. We talked about uh, we talked about that a little bit back in the day when we were just a podcast. Yeah. Oh, and I also uh, I got I had my first ear candling at uh, Pat's mother's house. Oh yeah, yeah. We're ear candling. Yep. Ear right. candle. What is that? You fucking put a goddamn. I don't know. Explain. I guess you could explain. Yeah, you put like a some cone shaped candle in your ear and. Let it burn out. And Light like, on fire and like draws the fucking. The heat's supposed to pull shit. Out. I don't know. This is weird hippie shit. But uh, Pat's was disgusting. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. I, hang on, dude. So we both have a little co- lower. Yeah, a little lower. We didn't. We get both the, have yeah, cauliflower. Yeah. Obviously, you have one ear that's worse than the other, and like I feel like one ear. If I go in a Q-tip, I can always grab. Nasty yellow out of it, where the other ear like is like normal, and I feel like because of cauliflower ear, my ears maybe don't drain correctly on the one side. Yeah, you need the airflow. I was gonna say you're probably catching. So like, same thing. Does that happen to you, shit. or they're both just? So mine, mine's not always yellow. It's always like black. Wow, shit comes out because it's like I think dirt, dirt runs because I don't have any hair. Dirt just runs off my head and goes straight into my ear hole. And wow. just stays in there. And every time I stick something in there, it's like, what the fuck? Are <laughs> you one of those guys that does uses a Q-tip after every shower? No. Yeah, because you're not supposed to. People do that. I'm like, you're pro- like, you have yeah. earwax in there. Like, there's a reason that's supposed to be there. Oh, you're not supposed to use a ear, uh, Q-tip not after every, every shower? time. No, not every time. Yeah. I think I, I think I do it like once a week, maybe. Yeah, I try to stick to once a week. Yeah. Oh, I do after. Every and shower. plus. Plus, when you do that, then you kind of like you build up to that one nice grab. Yeah, you, know, you want you want that big. Yeah, because like yeah. earwax is kind of like uh like um like putty. You know, you have like a little putty. If you have a big piece of putty, you can grab that little putty. Oh, I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to talk about playing with it. I was like, bro, no, please Play-Doh. don't tell me you're playing with earwax. No, play doh. Right. But you know what I'm saying? If you have 
accumulation of something and it touches like a smaller piece, it like grabs it kind of. Yeah, it's like when you like don't water. jump off for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you have more. You get more out. Yeah, yeah you save it up. Oh, that's wild. All right, so Pat, we're at this every week. Anytime you want to come on, let's yeah. oh, man. Sh- share some more stories. We're always open to you jumping yeah. on with us. All right. Yeah, that's what happens. I'll, uh, I'll be more prepared next time. I feel like yeah, I, I don't have a proper studio like you guys, but next time I'm going to set oh, up wow. a studio. You actually have a – I like your background right there, the pictures on the wall. You actually got a sweet little setup there. Yo, for, Pat, you remember when Eves Edwards like- came over to your apartment? He had like a full setup. And yeah. then we did like a we did a sick podcast. So we started a podcast, and then he hit us up yeah. a week later, like it didn't record. <laughs> like, yeah, like the files got encrypted. Like, yeah, I was like, oh fuck, man. Bro, we had an episode like that with Austin Vanderford, and then Who's um, that? is that a porn star? No, he's married to Paige Van Zant. Oh yeah, I like rode out with him hard, and we got like three minutes of the audio. Lost the whole fuck for like an hour. Broke out with him hard. Yeah, it was my fault, but it was also your fault in that you didn't want to do the episode at G Fuel. You wanted to do it at your house. So seventy-five twenty-five, we'll call it. Fuck off and take responsibility, Stan. That's all that is. All right, I'll take responsibility for it. Because we've done episodes in my house and they've been uh, one hundred percent. So this is true. This is true. All right, so one hundred me. Yeah. Smack- yes. What's up with your real quick? What's up with your hair? Why does it look like you got a comb over? Because I do. Uh, weird <laughs> what do you want? i just feel like i feel like maybe your part is like too low or something it looks funny you look like uh you look like that dude on breaking bad the the attorney saul you look like saul goodman how's that uh, i don't know man well I, I remember it was it was when i was get me and you were on the same card i think i think i cut my hair for the clay guida and I was like, yeah, man, I want to look more like a fucking lawyer, like I'm a businessman. Said so I had the long, the long hair. Well, you had the, the long flop, the flop over, right? Yeah, and he fucking undid my dreadlock, my fucking cornrows. Wow, you guys are friends like that. Yeah, so yeah, you, we're like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's like you sat in between his legs. Yep. He after rest- after a hard fought fight against Steven Seiler, he rested the hog on your shoulder <laughs> and undid your dreads. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Dennis. Come have a seat. Uh, dude, I mean, listen, I had fought my heart out. I didn't have much energy to even, you know, fight it. You yeah. laid your head on his thigh yeah. and were like, Pat, help me out here. Yeah. I'll send you the. <laughs> yeah. I like that, though. I like that. I uh, wish I had a friend like that. I don't got a friend yeah. like that. We'll see Touching what happens. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch your fucking dirty hair. Oh, you would touch my hair. My hair is fabulous. My hair is actually really soft. Use a lot uh, of you know what? I really wanted to say you have fabulous hair. I do. Thank you, Pat. It's got, it's got good body. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna donate. He's gonna, do, he's gonna donate to the charity. Yeah, Ooh, nice. All right, then, he's gonna, then he's gonna beard. then he's gonna use that like in bars. Like, I I just got a haircut. I just you know I just do it. You know, I grew my hair down for the kids. I donated it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, you're so like dreamy, Pat. You got to use what you got, right? Yeah, that's nice. so selfless. You yeah, got to use what you got. Yeah. Like you I would, I loved it, but you know. Someone needed more than me. So. I just cut my hair off. I donated to kids. I do a podcast with Dennis Bermudez. You know, I got like all these all these things going for me. So they're like, who's that? <laughs> Who? Who the fuck? The guy from Menudo? Who's Dennis Bermudez? <laughs> Nobody knows. Never heard of him. If, and if she does know, then I'm going to be like, you're coming with me. Let's go. Oh, yeah. You're a fight fan. You're coming yeah. with me. You're a diehard. 
But all right, Pat, you're the man. We appreciate the time. Yeah, I miss you. We'll oh, be yeah. in touch. We definitely will make this a recurring segment. We got to come up with yeah, a name man, for I'm it. Down. And we're always down to talk with Pat Cummins. I'll get some. I'll get some good. Uh, some good content for the next time around. I'll take. I'll take some notes. Wow. Ooh, really, I like that. Really go back for it. We're gonna hold you to this because we got to start getting. And I'll bring. I'll. I'll come with visuals too. I'll bring. I'll bring some photos, videos. <laughs> it's like this is when we were doing this. Yeah, it'll be like a science fair. Project. It puts it up to the camera. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'll have my. I'll have my makeshift. I mean, in all for... honesty, if we were like really pro. <laughs> Like, you would send the picture to us as you're talking about it. Stan would put it up on the screen. Mm. Yeah. We're getting next, there. Next, next level. Yeah, 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 we're getting there. We're, we're, mean, we, go, yeah. we go slow through the levels. That means, hang time, on, that's guys. mean we'd have to, like, really set, like, talk about things at least one week out, which is kind of insane for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people are like, yo, you want to hang out tomorrow? I'm like, can you call me in the morning? Because I'm not really sure. Exactly. If I'm going to feel like it. <laughs> If I'm being honest, that's why, you know, I, I might be tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, Pat, I'm sure we could do this for hours. We're going to jump into PJ Nestler now. Oh, you know. Oh, PJ's PJ. on? Yeah, PJ's coming on. PJ's coming yeah. up right after you. Yep. Hey, you know what? Real, real quick. I, I made I made some calls, you know, to uh, to my homies when I was like, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to retire. I'm going to. Send some thank yous out to my people. PJ, PJ was one of them. Nice. He's, he's my bro. Oh, I like that. I is like mine that. still in the mail or? Yours is still in the mail, bro. Right. Just uh, <laughs> keep 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 watching the mailbox. All right, it'll be there it'll every be there day. Sometime. I check. I'll see it. <laughs> all, right. all right, Pat. Thank you all so right, much for the time. Bye. See we'll you. talk to you soon, buddy. Hang up all on right. us, dude. Hang up on us so we can't talk. Boom. That's messed up. But you said hang up on him. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, uh, you thought it was funny? Yeah. I doubt he thought it was funny. I don't care what he thinks. So how do you know PJ Nestler? We never really got into that. Uh, so I'd go down and train with my manager and Pat, and Pat was training with him. Oh, okay. So I was like, uh, can I hop in on the session? He's like, uh, yeah. So Pat was actually a good lead-in to PJ. Yep. I didn't realize that. Yep. I'm losing, I'm losing steam. Woo! Hello. Woo! PJ. Turn us horizontal. Can you turn us horizontal? Better. Dude, why the fuck isn't, why is he, why can't you see both of us now? I don't know. I can't see you guys at all. Do you have your phone locked or something? Because mm. usually when people turn their phone horizontal, they can see both of us. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. There we go. There right. we go. Maybe you turned it the wrong way, horizontal. Is that nah, weird? Is that... iPhones trying to play it. games. I had it locked. That was it. iPhones are always trying to play games. Yep. PJ so... Nestler, welcome to Menace and the Man. Glad we finally got this configured. So PJ Nestler, yeah. for the people at home that don't know, uh, he went. He, I would, you know, he trained professional athletes of all sorts. He mainly or enjoyed working with uh, MMA or combat sports athletes the most. And now he is an XPT, like, professional coach for Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese. Is that, was that a proper intro? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm the director of performance for their company, so I don't okay. train them specifically, but I, well, I, know that. I work well, with yeah, them. Yep. Yeah, of XPT. Yes. yes. When I read up about you, I've seen you worked with Major League Baseball players, 
I think NHL, NFL, like all at the top levels on top of working with some UFC guys, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I work primarily with MMA, NFL, and NHL. And, and then and I jiu-jitsu. work with a handful, a lot of jiu-jitsu as well, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And now what is it mostly? Um, what, what type of stuff are you doing with these guys? Anything that would boost physical performance outside of technical skills. So my job was to get them, figure out what they need, and then help them get bigger, stronger, faster, more mobile, help with mindset stuff, anything I could do except for teach them the technical skills of the sport. And uh, so I would take a lot of stuff I would do with you and I'd run it back to uh, my personal trainer. And like, you know, things he said that I think you would agree with is like for professional athletes, like let's say you were a professional surfer or a professional MMA fighter, like the training you would have them do isn't that much more like crazy. It's not like that much different. In terms of the different sports or in terms of yeah, them versus yeah. a normal person? Well, no, like, like, let's say like my, what something, uh, uh, a routine you would put me to me through wouldn't be that much different than maybe a pro surfers, which is a totally different sport. Yeah. You find that about 80% of the things are, are very similar because athletes need to be able to exert force. They need to be able to move well. They need to be able to manage their body in space they need to be resilient to injury so a lot of it is is very general especially you get athletes of different even at the highest level they what you tend to find is you assume that the higher levels you continue to work with that these guys are going to be so much more dialed in that now you'll be able to really specialize but you find that they've had mixed training backgrounds especially in a sport like mma uh you know in particular jujitsu where they've had they didn't come through collegiate athletics and professional athletics where they had real strength and conditioning coaches. So you find that you're spending a lot of time cleaning up all of the issues they've created over their athletic career, and then hopefully getting them to a solid baseline, building up some general capacities. And then you can start to really specialize uh, once you get a little more specific. Right. I mean, but like, like you said, eighty percent for like, for example, like me training versus like an NFL player. He's gonna do a lot more quick sprinting stuff and be ex- way more ex- like you probably primary work on power and ex- and uh, like explosion versus me. I need I need a that too with a combination of cardio. Yeah, I'd say the big difference is they don't need nearly as much of the the cardio. But even for you. A lot of the stuff we did when you came out was very similar to what I did with running backs, wide receivers, because they had to be strong, had to be explosive, but all relative to their body weight versus like a lineman. Those guys need to be able to move a lot of weight. So they would train a little bit different. They need to be really, really strong, not necessarily as springy and explosive. Right. So uh, an MMA fighter or Brazilian jiu-jitsu player, I don't don't call those guys fighters. Practitioner. Yeah. Um, So some people really try to get cardio by doing these sprints and maybe long runs and and versus – I know some strength coaches are like, yo, man, get your cardio doing your sport. Get get your cardio doing what you do, like in your live goes, and, you know, work on just your strength and and technique here. And then some coaches are like – yeah, we're going to get strong here, and we're going to fucking hit some cardio here, too. Like, 
Yeah, it depends on on the athlete, I think, because ideally, if you can get your conditioning in your sport training, that's the best scenario because it's going to be the most specific and you're going to train all the energy systems that you need. But what I find is most sport coaches don't understand the physical performance side. Uh, they, they understand the sport development, but they don't understand the, well, let's make sure that this mimics exactly what they're going to be doing in the fight. So for example, most jujitsu athletes I work with, they go do their cardio in their training, but what they're really doing is five or 10 minute rounds with like 30 seconds or 60 seconds recovery. That's not the reality of a jujitsu competition. So you're not training the body the right way to prepare yourself to compete. So if, same for MMA, if you go to an MMA gym and you're just doing 10 rounds of sparring, you don't fight 10 rounds. Right. So if you can understand how to prepare the energy systems the right way, you know, if I was working together with the sport coach and saying, Hey, on Friday's practice, I want to make sure we're going five hard rounds and they're perfectly set up so that we're taxing his, uh, his energy systems properly. That'd be the best way to train. But the, the reality is even in sports like the NFL, where they, they're a lot more, uh, they've got coaches in every area that are well communicating a lot more of a team approach than an MMA, most MMA, uh, fighters it's still, it's still pretty scattered. So a lot of times the strength and conditioning coach will have to do more conditioning. But for me, I, I rarely did conditioning with most of my MMA athletes because that was something they were just doing so much of all the time in right. everything they did right. that we just, you can't just keep pouring water into that cup and hope that it's going to keep filling higher. Right. And that's one thing I remember not necessarily talking about you, but you just said, and I was like, and Andy Gallopin touched on it as well, is like MMA fighters have this tendency of just like every day, 100% kill myself. <laughs> Overtrain. And then Andy's like, dude, that's CrossFit. That's what CrossFit is, is, you know, a four-day competition of killing yourself for four days. Like you have to fight one night for 15 minutes. Like let's make your weekend. And I remember talking to you and me and you went over a few of my, you know, we, we had some FaceTimes where, yo, I want your training to be like this, this, this. You made a nice YouTube video on how to do it, how fighters should maybe consider doing their weekly training in terms of um, – the thing is, is is and I, I know Andy had talked about this too. Andy Gallopin is the head uh, exercise head, head uh, of exercise science at Cal State Fulton, right? Yeah. He's a professor and a researcher. Yeah. Um, is uh, – Cause I know he wrote a book on like using too much technology, um, but where do you stand on measuring? Cause I mean, like, if you ask me, "Hey, you tired today?" The, you know, the meter might say like you're good to go, but I feel like dog shit. And then there's there's that reading, or like you'd be like, "Hey, how hard you go today?" I'm like, I, I think eighty percent, but maybe it was more towards. 95 i don't know or the other way 75 you know i don't know well even we talked about that with phil derue where sometimes you'll see the reading and the mma fighters have that mindset of you know what don't be a pussy or someone will be like yo don't be a pussy you're training today you know yeah and you'll overtrain. that's what we're talking about right, right now right yeah so the question is what, what do i think about yeah, using technology yeah yes how do you how do you read someone's i i, I know you had me jump on this pad and i was like and you're like all right man you're fucking ready to rock and roll. I was like, all right, cool. 
Yeah, I use a lot of different things to try to to solve that problem. Uh, there's a lot of different technology you can use. The thing that we were doing specifically was looking at different type of jump heights on the the jump pad because I was fortunate to have that, and it's a good indicator of uh, your neurological readiness. So if you know if you came in and you had a 35 inch jump when you were at your best, and then you came in to me and your jump was 31 that day. And we did a, a few different jumps to look at some different numbers. Yeah, That would be a good indicator to me that your nervous system was not ready to exert maximum amount of speed and power. So that would just allow me to adjust. It doesn't mean we wouldn't train, but if the goal was we were doing a bunch of plyos and we were trying to be really fast and explosive, we're actually probably going to get slower that day because you're going to be not as explosive. Um, but what I found was you know the question being able to ask the right questions it usually tends to be the best i mean i used heart rate monitoring heart rate, heart rate. Yeah. i used hrv monitoring i used a what's cns HR, what's, test H, what's hrv hrv is heart rate variability so it, it's a measurement that you take i so i used regular heart rate where you woke up take your heart rate every day and they had my athletes send it to me and i look for changes in that but a lot of things can create changes in that uh and my fighters would send it to me once to twice a week instead of every day. Yeah, so it didn't yeah. help out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, HRV it basically measures the um, variability between heartbeats and a really high variability means a really um, high level of homeostasis or readiness. So if you were to measure your HRV and you had a score of 80 or 70 for the day, that would indicate to me that you were, your body was stressed. And then I'd look back at, okay, well, you sparred yesterday, your HRV is 40. Maybe we need a recovery day, not a high intensity day. Um, but those are expensive and you have, you know, every athlete has to buy them. And that's what a lot of like professional teams will use because they have the resources. Right. Uh, so I used the jump test for a while and it helped me out. But a lot of it was just to put some pieces together. I tried to get like three data points. So if I knew your heart rate, if I looked at your jump and then I asked you how you felt and what you did that day, I'm looking for a few of those data points to match up. If, if you said, Hey, I think I'm good. I'm ready to get after it, but you kind of looked fatigued. And then we did the jumps and you were pretty slow on the jumps. Then for me, I'm like, okay, we need to pump the brakes a little, but like you said, you can't just ask, Hey, how do you feel? Cause what you get every time is good. Ready yep. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I remember like when I was training and stuff like that, like if someone was like, Hey man, like maybe shouldn't do today. I'd be like, oh, like, like, thank you. Like, cause I wasn't going to say it. And I remember <laughs> sometimes like feeling like real shit, but just like trying to do my best and almost like not acting, but like, I just couldn't fucking kind of do it where like I'd get punched and like, I'd be slow. I'm like, stop. Like. You good, dude? And I'd be like, yeah, like, just let me. Well, that's even what we talked about with Phil, Derue. You had people around you, and it's just a habit of MMA fighters and coaches and whatnot, where it's like, nah, you're, fu you're good. Get out there. You're good. You don't, need a, you don't need a rest day. Today's training day. But, like, I mean, I, I, think, I think the East Coast, like, mentality kind of is way different than. West Coast, 100%. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, you use so many different, you know, data points, and you really keep in contact with your guys, and. And I, I mean, I was on the East Coast, and me and and PJ were sending back texts and like, "Hey, here's how I feel today," and da da da, da and what do you think? And you know, and even from across the country, I got really valuable information. 
Yes. You know? Oh, Menace has always sung your praises, PJ. And even right before we got to you, we were talking to Pat Cummins, how you guys actually linked up. How we met. And he was saying there's only a handful or so many people that he thanked and owed his professional career to, and you were one of those guys. Yeah, Pat. Pat's a special athlete. But I, I think to your point, Dennis, uh, it is a very macho mindset in that sport. So I think one of the things that I, I tried to value a lot is I, I would see people who'd say, you know, oh, you, you shouldn't be training. Oh, you got this injury. You need to take a week off. And like, that's just not going to happen. So what I tried to do is make sure that the athletes understood that I get that it's about being tough and I'm never going to take that away from you. So I would never have you walk in the door and be like, oh, dude, come on. You're, you're pretty slow today. Why don't you go home and just sleep? I'd be like, hey, man, here's what we're going to do. Come over here. Uh, so today what I'm going to do, what I want to do is I want to adjust this, this, and this. And I, I want you to leave here really feeling great. And I would just try to take this like kind of professional prescription approach where the athlete felt like I wasn't taking something away from them. And I wasn't saying like, oh, you're a pussy. Go sit on the foam roller while we go train. Um, you know, I just try to make it seem like, Hey, this is a part of the plan. And like you said, they knew when they needed that. They just didn't want, they didn't want me to say, well, how do you feel today? You want to just go home? If you, are you that tired? Cause then they're going to feel like they're soft. But if I'm like, if I'm saying these things like, Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to work on your mobility. I really want to open your hips up today. Cause we, right, we haven't had right. time to work on that. This is a great time. We can spend some time doing that. In their mind, they're going, oh, thank God. I'm like, doing something. I, I wasn't ready to get after it doing conditioning today, but I'm glad I'm glad that we're doing something and, and you know, they can kind of tell themselves that this was part of the plan. Yeah. Um, and that's something I found that worked really well with MMA athletes. I've always loved when I, like, had the – in my head, like, oh, fuck. I'm going in here. This is going to be hard. It's going to suck. And then they're like, Hey, we're going to take it easy today. Like, want to play dodgeball? I'm like, well, yeah, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I want to, like, you know, just, like, do rub downs or play, you know what I mean? Like, when I was wrestling in college, like, that was the best. But when, like, you don't feel like doing anything and then you get in there, like, all right, today's going to be super hard. You're like, Phew. it, like, takes you even, like, deeper because you know it's going to be. And, hang on, very weird. There's been, like, multiple times where I felt like shit. And then had some of the best practices ever. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what that like. Maybe because I was like fucking nineteen. No problem. No, that happens. I mean, like you said, with I've had guys who come in and they're like, "I didn't sleep well last night. We, you know, we ended up sparring this morning. We weren't supposed to." So in my head, I'm like, "Okay, I got to pump the brakes. We're we're gonna make some changes." But I test out their jumps and they're super explosive. And then I'm like, "Why don't we get warmed up and we'll see how we feel and we'll just kind of go through and." We'll do this and this. And all of a sudden we start getting warmed up and like, man, I'm feeling strong today. Can, yeah. I, can I go a little heavier on that? So, you know, the, the mind and the body are, are not a perfect textbook. And that's why you can't just rely on, well, your HRV says this, so you're not training today because you're going to have those outliers on both sides of the spectrum. So you right. got to under, that's where the art comes into, you know, kind of putting this science into practice. Yeah. The, the two things that, I like like digital stuff that I use for my training that I thought were really good is I uh, I use a sleep app on my phone or I had the the watch so mm -hmm. I had like a sleep app on that just to see how my sleep was was I up was I moving how many hours of sleep did I get and sometimes if I was like you know only got like six and 
seven, you know, and, and three hours were shit. I'm like, all right, whoa, all right, let's see. Um, and I checked my, my resting heart rate, like uh, my sleeping heart rate. Yep. If it was higher, because I fucking busted my ass the next day, like, all right. Um, and then the, the UFC, the, the, U, the UPI gave me that, uh, that fucking thing you put on your forehead and your palm. And it tells you your yeah. readiness to be able to train. Um, that actually, for me, was actually kind of spot on. But I know for my buddy, it was like way off because he has an enlarged heart. And me and him have different uh, like muscles. Like I, when I go, I explode and I fucking empty it. So yep. I think it was easy for that to detect it where he's like a longer, not as explosive guy where like he could go very hard and fucking tax his lungs, but like his muscles maybe were, he was like this where I was like, you know, and the main, yeah. maybe the, the calories we burnt were the same, but like it would be saying he's ready to go, but he's like, man, I feel like shit. Yeah. You know, which could fuck with your brains. Yeah. You know that thing that that's an HRV monitor. What you're talking about, the Omega Wave. Yes, the Omega it, Wave. It measures some other things too, but it, it's a HRV okay. is one of the key data points on that. But I was pretty good, and it was weird because sometimes it would say like, I would my, in the morning it would be like you're pretty burnt. I'm like, all right, let me take it easy, and then maybe I'd hit like a hard workout, like a like a lift or something like that, and then it would be even better at night. I was like, that doesn't. That's weird. Maybe the workout yourself kind of primed your nervous system, you know, like yeah. kind of okay. sometimes you, sometimes you come in and you, you do, I mean, we would do sometimes a, a, a pretty high intensity, not crazy, but pretty high intensity lift before we did some other stuff. And people think, well, I don't want to do heavy deadlifts before I'm about to go do jumping and sprinting. But the reality is it sometimes it takes your nervous system and everything to get woken up. So you got to, You've got to feed it some higher intensity input and then all of a sudden it's ready to start firing at, you know, a hundred percent when it was only at 70% before. Right. And then also I was, you know, in fight camp. So my nutrition was like on point. Could that have any, uh, effect on why, you know, like poop in the morning at night? Like, yo, you're, you're good to go if you want to train again. Yeah. You're probably getting fueled up throughout the day. You know, maybe something just with your sleep cycles as well. You just were someone that, the morning wasn't your most ideal time and you, you okay. know, start to peak later in the day. I, I think actually the ideal time now they're saying based on circadian rhythms and stuff is actually closer to like three, four o'clock for training. So that could be where your nervous system and everything started to wake up more. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff like that that can be a factor. Is there truth that your testosterone is highest in the morning? Yes. Yeah, so your testosterone, I believe is the highest in the morning. Although, that thing I was talking about, about training around three ish. I can't remember why that is. Uh, it probably helps with your sleep later. Yeah. You know, it's a good question actually. Cause now that I, I think about it, your cortisol is highest in the morning and cortisol and testosterone have an inverse relationship. So tech, usually when your cortisol is high, your testosterone is low. So I don't know if testosterone is highest in the morning. It's something I believed but I don't know if it's actually true or not. Cause I remember in college and we'd be like lifting at like six, six thirty in the morning. And like, I don't know. Someone was like, dude, this like, why are we like lifting in the morning? You know? And the coach was like, it's when your testosterone is the highest. Like, don't be a pussy. Fucking lift the weight. Yeah. No, that lift, move the weight. That was his yeah. thing. Move the weight. I don't care how you do it. Move it. Yeah. 
I think I, I think I believe the same thing from probably college football or something. And now that you mentioned that, I, I don't remember ever seeing any research to back that. Uh, your cortisol is highest in the morning, though, and cortisol is stress hormone that would give you energy to, to train. That's what wakes you up. Huh. Um, but and then your maybe it would be better because your testosterone would start to elevate later in the day as your cortisol goes down. So like it would stimulate. Three. Yeah, maybe that would stimulate recovery better, which is the thought process. But the reality is there's there's no perfect science to the best yeah. time of day to train because people have different cycles. People have different times. Their body's optimal. You know, there, there is such a thing as morning people and night people. And you may be a person whose system is most optimal at 7 a.m. And I may be a person who's most optimal at, at 11. Yeah. Well, here, quick, before we lose you, PJ, we know you have another uh, conversation you said you had to get on. Are you working with particular gyms? How do you find fighters? The fighters find you. How does that work out? Uh, well, I'm not working with any fighters right now. I just I do a little consulting, but I'm not actually training people in the gym anymore. Now that my role is kind of transitioned more into education, I'm not – this is – you're looking at my, uh, my office these days. But when I was working with a lot of athletes – uh, most fighters would find me through fighters I was working with. Uh, Dr. Galpin was a good resource for me. I, I know a lot of fighters would reach out to him looking for training and he's a scientist, so he wouldn't do the training himself. He would help them find people. So he would refer a lot of guys to me. Uh, that's how I got connected with Pat and Kylin and then ended up getting connected with Dennis and um, a handful of other athletes. And then from there, it was athletes kind of talking to each other. How long have you been in this new role that you're in? Uh, I've been working since 2017. I've been working with XPT. And then now I work with uh, the parent company of XPT. So I'm actually working with a handful of other uh, pretty exciting brands. Some of them with fighters that I can't mention yet, but um, some pretty exciting stuff. But most of my work with the individuals who are training to compete is more consulting. I have a few fighters that I talk to here and there and help them plan their training camps. I've got some guys who come over to my house and do recovery sessions like saunas and ice baths and breath work. Um, and, and we work on mindset stuff. Cause that's a lot of what I've been digging into with, with XPT. Um, we've been working on mindset and understanding that from elite athletes as well as elite, uh, special forces operators. So I've been taking a lot of those lessons I've been learning and distilling them and trying to teach them to some of the athletes I consult with. Because, I mean, that was, that's the last thing I was going to get into. I mean, it's not signed. There's no way to measure it. But, like, I remember meeting with you, and, and we started going over breathing. Like, after your workout, like, shutting the nervous, nervous system down, breathing in the morning, breathing at night. Like, you know, fucking exercising your lungs without actually having to tax them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's a lot of what I do is researching that. And there. There's a lot of, as it actually is a lot of ways to quantify it and test it. Um, we've got a lot of ways to look at it and just another, another variable to play with from a physical performance standpoint, but also from a mental performance. I, I actually travel around and teach a lot of stuff, breathing techniques, but a lot of it is together with mindset techniques. And, and I did stress. a, yeah, understanding stress, understanding performance, anxiety, understanding, you know, how to manage your body and your nervous system because breathing is is like a remote control to your nervous system. So when you can understand how those things are linked together, it's just another opportunity to optimize that. And, and I find, I did a workshop for a group of NHL goalies up in Canada uh, a few months ago, 
And I, one of them was a 15 year NHL veteran. He's like, and we were talking mindset stuff, sports psychology, but from the framework of breathing. And he was like, you know, I've been playing the NHL for 15 years and nobody's ever talked to me about these things. And uh, so there, there's some really good opportunities there that I think uh, a lot of athletes can explore. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more because I mean, it's helped me so much. And it's but the thing is, is like everyone thinks about like the actual physical doing something, sweating, being out of breath is like, hey, this is how I'm gonna get better, this is how I'm gonna get stronger, this is how I'm gonna get faster. Like, dude, there are so many like like go fucking sit in the ice bath for ten minutes. Like, you're gonna recover. And like, dude, there's like you gotta then you have to get in your breath work too. Like you can sit in there and <laughs> And struggle and like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna get some recovery out of that, but like, you get some mental process where, like, I'm good here. This is uncomfortable, but like, I'm fine. And you can breathe in to that area and, and relax. I remember I, I went out to Montauk, XPT did a, oh, yeah, yeah. A, uh, what would you call it, a seminar? So, like, a retreat. A retreat out in Montauk, and I went out both days. And Laird Hamilton ran me through this breathing exercise. Not just me, the group of people. And it was like, you know, inhale, exhales, holds. And I remember one time I was holding my breath and I was like doing the like. I'm <laughs> yeah. all, but I'm like, yo, I'm I'm a professional athlete. There's average Joes in here who are probably holding their breath. And I was like, I just stuck with it. And then next thing you know, I was exhaling all my air out and holding my breath for like it two minutes and I got this like fucking crazy, like almost high where I was like, dude, this is unreal, unreal. And I meant to fucking, cause I recorded like a little bit of it. And I shared off. I wish I recorded the whole thing. So I had his cadences of it. Cause it wasn't like, I have some apps where you do breathing and some of that, but like this one was, I don't know what happened. Well, like, dude, do you have the XPT app? I don't. We've got – we have exactly what you're looking for. I've got a whole bunch of pre-recorded breathing things of me, Laird, Gabby. They just walk you through exactly like what you went through there. But we also have them for specific purposes like pre-workout, post-workout, all that kind of stuff. So that was the goal because a lot of people would say, hey, I, I wish I had you to just guide me through this for 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, well, let's, let's do that. I got to get it. You, you got to get that. Um, cause I but the have... breathing stuff's super cool because you can, when you feel how intense those sensations are and you feel how powerful you can change your physiology with just the breath, then I think it opens up the thought process of like, well, wait, well, what else can I do if it's this powerful? And the thing I always highlight for people is if it's that powerful to create these sensations, what do you think's happening when you're not paying attention to it and things are going wrong? Cause you're doing it all the time anyway. And it's creating negative effects. You're just not aware of them, so you can't you can't change them if you haven't become aware of them. So it's a really powerful thing. So this is if I can get anything out of this right now, because like I get it, but the thing is, is like, yeah, breathing's easy, but we start holding your breath and adding a little like you know stress and like it's it's it definitely takes energy to like, all right, relax, stop, like let your shoulders down. Relax, take the time, right? But sometimes you're pissed. You're like, I don't fucking. And like when I talk to people, like, like take a deep breath. I see you're you're jacked up. Take a deep breath from me, or like maybe a girlfriend or my mom or what. Like yo, like dude, it's not the end of the world. Like do me a favor, 
Take fucking eight breaths, eight seconds in, eight seconds out, and let me know how you feel. But, like, people are like, no. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, you don't, like, like, how do I make him, like, I promise you, you will feel better. How do I fucking tell them that without, like, how else can I say that? I, I think people have to learn it outside of the, the moment of stress. Cause if the thing is creating the stress for them, you know, it's like, if you came to me and said, I've got huge performance anxiety before I fight. And I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do next time. But right before you fight, we're going to try this thing. And you're like, before you fight, you're already freaking out. So we need to practice it. You got to come to me and we got to, we got to practice, we got to implement and you got to feel some of it. And it might be, I always start super small. So I give people really simple things they can do. Uh, and then when they start doing those in these like, low moments of stress, all of a sudden they start to realize, and that's where like something like the ice bath comes into play is you put people in there and then you teach them the breathing that calms them down. And then you go, Hey, guess what? We just created a moment of stress and anxiety where you were tense. You couldn't breathe. You, you were losing control of your thoughts. And then we use the breath to get control of your thoughts and to calm your body down. So let's take that tool and let's apply that to other times when you lose control of your thoughts and your body. And we start to practice those techniques. So you kind of, you know, but it's all about meeting people where they're at first and giving them these little tools and allowing them to feel it. But that's why people know it intuitively. That's why everywhere you see, if someone's stressed out, the first thing they say is take a deep breath because it is that reset point that allows you to switch over from your emotional brain into your rational brain. There's so much magic that can happen when you do it properly. Um, But we excuse it. I mean, it's like everybody knows they should be meditating but how many people actually do right you know yeah we uh, we want to do the thing that's really hard but you mentioned something i think it's really important for any mma athletes or combat athletes that are listening which was we want to do the thing that's hard we want to push really hard we want to train hard all the time but what i used to do all the time is i would draw out for my athletes what their day looked like what time they wake up what time they train what time they do this and i would map that out and i'd go okay well so you look at this in total, you're training a lot on Monday, but your total training hours is six hours. There's 24 hours in a day. You're training for six of them. That's a lot. Do you really? Oh, well, yeah. That's a shit ton of hours. Well, I'm just saying at the high end, I mean, most guys probably training more for four. But, you know, let's say they have two practices that are 90 minutes to two hours. Let's say it's four hours. That's still a lot for me. If you're doing that for X number of hours a week, I would always try to highlight what are you doing outside of that? You know, do you think Tom Brady just shows up, goes to practice for two hours, and then he's like, "All right, cool, I'm the best quarterback in the world." I think he sold he, his. I think he, he might. No, he might. I think he sold his soul to the devil. So, well, at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. But before, you know, people like that, they're up in the morning, they're doing their mobility, they're t- they're they're taking care of their nutrition, they're watching game film and learning strategy. You know, they're they're be treating it like a job. There's no job in the world. You just well, there's no really good job where you just show up for 10 hours and get paid a ton of money and you're one of the best in the world at it. Um, so I would try to help athletes understand that you have to take a more professional approach. It's not just show up to practice and train really hard. Every fucking guy in the gym does that and they're not all UFC world champions. So if you want to be able to get to this level, uh, you know, you need to take a more professional approach to what you do inside and outside of the gym. And that's where opportunities like, meditating or breathing or ice baths or mobility work or watching, you know, fight tape and learning from watching fights a lot. 
those are all opportunities to take a more professional approach and improve your skill set because there's only so many hours you can go 100%. Right. That That's one thing when I look back at my career and how I did things, I was like, is I looked at it so professional is I'm a very like, let's do this right now. Let's like off the, off the jump, like, okay, let's just do this, you know? And I, sometimes I like doing that, but like my training camp was so, I would draw it out and it wasn't like, you're like, yo man, here, here's what you're going to do. Or, or like I designed my every week myself to the best that I thought for myself and not everyone agreed with it, which sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm doing this wrong, you know, but like it was wake up, breathe. Breakfast was almost like a workout in my head of like, yeah, this isn't what you want to eat, but you want to win. So you're going to eat this. Then it was train. All right. Train hard. Hey, after train, get some kind of recovery. That was like, I try to put that in there. You got to get a second session in bang. All right. We got to, uh, you know, make sure you get your, your lunch. Sorry. I skipped lunch. That was another like workout where, you know, after two hours, I'm like, man, I'm fucking hungry, but I'm not supposed to eat for another hour. That's what I have written here. You know? Yeah. Eat. And then, all right, we second workout. All right, let's get home. Let's get some, let's try and maybe lose a little bit of weight. Dinner. Let's try and get an ice, you know? Hey, I got to call my, my sports psychologist. Like, I don't really feel like talking to him right now because, like, <laughs> it just. And, but after I did, certain, like, after an ice bath, like, the thought of an ice bath, I'm like, fuck me. Like, anything. Can somebody figure it like can you give me a reason not to do it if you gave me anything like yep i would run with that you know but i do the ice bath i'd feel better afterwards and then like the next thing like all right fuck i have to cook dinner fuck i gotta grill it it's not gonna be delicious yeah so sometimes when i think about a fight camp it was like fuck because i remember when i first started dining it was fun but i guess after eight years you're like all right this is this is for the birds. What did you say when you first yeah. started dieting? Oh, my God. I yeah. was like, man, I'm fucking jacked. I can eat just <laughs> chicken and broccoli. Like, that's fine. I'm fucking – I'm so ripped. I'm 24. You know? It was like a difference. Sometimes I wish I could go back to, like, the younger mindset that I had. And I, I try to – and I think that's why I retired. So I'm like, man, the drive isn't there anymore. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it's a job at that point. Yeah, I took all the because they're like, oh man, how many times you train a day? I'm like, twice. Like, how many hours? Like, two. Like, that's it. Yeah, like, man, you have an easy job. I'm like, bitch. You have no idea what I went. <laughs> it's for those 24 two hours. hours. Like when you go yeah. Friday with the bar. Like I'm like sitting in a sauna at my house. Like fuck. Maybe I get some ice cubes later. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta call I gotta call PJ Cause I sold my wood I know it's for my benefit But like I don't fucking feel like it Cause I just wanna Shoot myself kinda <laughs> You know Shit Uh Yeah well, Luckily you didn't shoot yourself During that I know Amazing career that you had Oh shut up So PJ We, we hope we didn't run Too far over with you. What it was was it was Cummins. Cummins and Menace were yeah. talking about riding bikes and going to Korean saunas together. That's <laughs> recovery, dude. Recovery. It was yeah. recovery. I like it. I Naked like it. Recovery. No, it's all good. It's all good. I but, appreciate you guys having me. It was awesome chatting with you. But you're I, obviously a genius. No, I so, want more. Yeah, we'd love to have you again. We'd love to even see if we can block off like an hour or something where you could just 
help men out there figure it out, you know, help them figure out their fitness, myself included. Men is obviously fuck, dude. I used to be skinny. Menace obviously has endless questions for you and you can just keep reeling them off, but we don't want to keep you all night. Um Yeah, let's let's do it again. I'd love to jump on with you guys. PJ, where can people find you on the internet? Uh my and the only thing I put out is on uh, my Instagram is Coach PJ Nestler, and then uh, I put a lot of content out on XPT stuff. So xptlife.com or at xptlife on social media. YouTube channels no more. I still have my YouTube channel, but I don't post anything on it. I, okay. Now that I work with XPT, I don't I don't keep up any of that. Uh, Got you. I don't I don't have my own business anymore. Got you. Still great content on there. No. Yeah, all the videos are still on there, so okay. I still have a ton of content on there. How does Menace get the XTP app? Go to uh, the apps and press an XPT. Yeah, go to the App Store, download XPT Life. Free or you got to pay for it? The app is free, but there is a paid version that's got more content on it. Okay. But there's a bunch of free there's a bunch of stuff on the free version as well. Okay. Okay. Maybe like maybe that. I'll get you Maybe I'll get you hooked up, Dennis. I don't know. I don't know if I can pull those kind of strings. Right. I'm not that. I'm not that important. Right. But <laughs> oh, I don't I'll see if so I can. Short. Get... You sound like you know what you're talking about. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that think you're the guy. Yeah, I'm sure I can get you hooked up if you want to try out some of the breathing. You just got to right. let me know which one. Let me know which ones you do and which ones you like, so we can keep making more of those. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, PJ, for the time. We appreciate you coming on the show. Everybody, be sure to go check them out. PJ Nestler, whoop, whoop. XTP. What is it called? XTP Fitness, XTP. XPT. XPT. Yeah, XPT Life is okay. what it's called. XPT Life. PJ yep. Nestler, thank you again for the time. Thanks, guys. See Peace. you. Peace, Talk bro. to you soon. Uh, so one of my favorite things and worst things I love and hate about PJ is like, you know how I'm like a funny, outgoing guy? He's so professional. Like, I'd be in there, like, lifting with him, and I would throw out some jokes, and he wouldn't, like, he wouldn't even be like, all right, now this. But so I loved it because, like, we're scheduled to work out for one hour. We work out for exactly one hour. We didn't fuck around. He didn't laugh at any of my jokes. (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, you're fucking so cool. Like, let's, like, let's not be so professional. Let's, like, fuck around. Let's, like. Good good and bad. That's what I'm saying. yeah, yeah. I would say more good out of it's, that. He's like a damn robot. And like, I'm like, man, I respect that about you. You, I can't break you. But I here, can't break your character. When you have him outside of the gym, he's very personable, he seems. He was still a damn robot right there. He was? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> he left his shit. Well, um, oh, the sauna. Nah, but that's, you know, he, he was on here to throw out some information. So right. But no, but that's time, that's how he is. Octagon jitters, if you will. Menace and the man jitters there. He's first time on the show. You need to no, feel we were about. No whatnot. chance. That's that's, that's the him? man. Yeah. Right. And hang on. But I love that about him. He's like, he's a straight shooter. That's what I, I mean, I don't even know if he has feelings. I don't even think anything's funny. That's what I like about you. You're a straight he's shooter. Pr- he's probably not. He probably doesn't get sad. He probably nothing makes him happy. He's one of those. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. No. But that's won't. like actually funny to him. He gets that little. You get that little reaction out of him. He'd probably be like, you did that because your your serotonin <laughs> levels spiked. You see him laughing? His serotonin's high right now. All right, let's get out of here. Let's just be sure to thank some of the people. So we had Dennis Bermuda's day. Then the day after that, we stopped at Great South Bay Brewery for a little bit more fun. Shout out to our guy Rick over there at Great South Bay Brewery. Whoop, whoop. He's the man. And they're obviously a new sponsor for Menace and the Man. Yep. 
Of course, we always got to thank Home Interiors by Anthony Giaramita. Our boy Frank hooking us up. Did you just throw it? No. Where'd it go? I did magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, Home Interiors by Anthony Giaramita. When Menace is done abusing us and destroying our $3 million studio here at G Fuel. Yeah, when you got it, you got it. We always got to thank our friends at G Fuel. Be sure to go check them out. Just type in G Fuel in Google. I always think that, like, that's why I got away from asking guests, where do they find you? Because that one time with Chris Algieri. Chris Algieri was like, just fucking Google me. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's Well, like, I mean, if we were more professional, like, when the guest comes on, it says they're... Bam, it across the bottom of the screen. Yeah. We'll get there. We can almost get there. I just got to play with this shit a little more. Yeah. I mean, you got the little logo down there, yonder. Yeah. Yeah. Or we got to just do... We should, if we can move to Monday nights, maybe we can get the Quattro to be our guy. Ooh. Now that you don't, aren't teaching anymore Monday nights. But Great South Bay Brewery, Home and Tears by Anthony Dreamita. We got to thank our guy, uh, Sean from LB Fabrications. Our guy, Chris from Dash and Dan's. I'm still looking to meet him. He said he'd come on as a sponsor through Sean from LB Fabrications. Hopefully, I'll link up with him soon. We always got to thank the law offices of Michael Postiglione. And our guys at Terp House. We still got to get menace. Are you able to? Are you still on probation? Can you try any CBD yet or no? No. Oh, well, one day we'll get you to try some Terp House. Or we'll well, I've tried it. In the, you know, I liked it in the past. I just now, I uh, the, the job I have, if there's any um, random signs tests. of. Yeah, they're random tests. But if you have any fucking, even a fucking smidget of. THC drugs, in it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think they test it, so there is no THC in it. But there's always that risk factor. I get yeah, you. just... 100%. So, again, our guys at G Fuel, thank you for the studio. Thank you for always helping us out. The law offices of Michael Postiglione, LB Fabrication, Home Interiors by Anthony Giramita, Dashing Dan's, Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, and Great South Bay Brewery. And also, we got to thank Salon Blonde, who sponsored your bar crawl. They threw you some a couple bucks. And if you're looking for a How gift, much money did uh, Dennis Perez Day raise for the, the veterans? Um, A couple hundred. We won't put the exact figure out there. I'm still waiting for Eventbrite to put the money in my account, and then we got to uh, hit up Rich. Okay. And then go. They're going to do a little photo op with us. Yep. And um, El, uh, what Salam Blonde helped out with the bar crawl as well. And if you guys are trying to get your girl a gift for Valentine's Day, be sure to go find Salam Blonde. And then... When are we going to have Menace of the Man condoms out? Use a Menace of the Man condom on her on Valentine's Day. Um, They are out. Why? Should put some of them up online for sale? Or we should just send them to people? Oh, we should put them up on for sale? All I right. mean, we could send them to guests, but like, what, what? Like random people? Like, hey, just mail it to people? No, I'm still waiting for the screen printer to get back to me. We're going to get the hats and shirts made, but the guy's fucking backed up, taking forever. Top hats? I wanted to get Scully's. Hats, shirts, and sweatshirts. But by the time he gets back to me, it's gonna be fucking spring. Dude, Dude. what if we got menace the man top hats? Top hats. Top hats. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know what. I didn't even hear what you said that. Yeah, but top now hats. I, that would be really cool. With a tuxedo, though. Menace the man tuxedos like on the back. It's a big fucking. Well, we're working. We're trying to put some things in motion to maybe do an event in March, if not April. Hopefully March. Okay. We were talking to the Melrose Ballroom. Okay. So that might happen. And if that night happens, then we'll get some top hats that say Menace and the Man. 
Yeah. So. Wow. New year. We're both a little older, a little bit wiser. New year. Same me. Yeah. New same, year. Same me. Still fat Stan. Still. F- I can't get skinny in a, a seven days. It's only been seven days into the well, year. Well, you could be like, new year, gonna lose weight. 100% gonna lose I'm weight. I'm looking to have like a like a like an intense like holy shit look at that four pack <laughs> in the summer who you yeah why your abs are all gone now i mean they're there so what why, why wouldn't you have no a i want like <sighs> that's what i'm looking for i'm looking to have my abs back by summer so like at least a line in the middle at least the line at least the line on the out at least the two top abs is what i'm looking for oh, wow they're there now, but they're underneath yeah. some of this fat. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. 2012 will be a big year for Menace and the Man. So hit him with your send-off, Menace. Well, see you later. Don't hit me.